hate it, bitch. We are recording babies <laughs> for the intro, and we're definitely not all be little weirdos tonight. <laughs> no, vibes are very normal, very, very normal. Um, so normal that we have a little guest on our intro, one Michael Chasen. Hey, gang. <laughs> um, so today we are doing our first set of originals episodes. Woo! Woo! Yay! <laughs> Jill, you don't seem as that excited. I wonder why. Why, Jill? <laughs> why? <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> should I say it on this too? See you here too. <laughs> okay. We just watched Bloodletting, which is episode seven of the originals. And boy, was it an episode. <laughs> Something happened in that episode and I did not have a good time. And I stopped talking in our chat and <laughs> grabbed a beer. But oh, you grabbed you a know, beer. I didn't know that too. <laughs> Cheers, bitch. Grabbed an angry <laughs> beer. <laughs> Um, so our two episodes that we will be covering in this episode are entitled Always and Forever and House of the Rising Sun, not sun like in the sky, sun like a boy child. So in episode (laughs) one, Always and Forever, the (laughs) Netflix description is, I did a good job. (laughs) After centuries away, vampire werewolf hybrid Klaus returns to the French quarter of New Orleans to find it taken over by his former protege, Marcel. You might recognize this as the plot of the backdoor pilot from the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> it also sounds like mm-hmm. the kind of dialogue you would have in an originals episode with exposition. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the second episode, House of the Rising Sun, again, meaning boy child. <laughs> when Rebecca arrives in New Orleans at her brother Elijah's request, she worries that Klaus is up to no good and asks Sophie for help. Who's Sophie? This description doesn't tell us, but um, yeah, that's these episodes. Um, I don't know how is this is this a fun one, Latoya? You edited it. This is a fun one, which <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys because I like I write my little notes for like what's going to be in the show notes, and I got got to a runner which is just like Klaus, little bitch, Agnes, this bitch, Sabine, <laughs> that bitch. I'm like that should just be the description for the episode, right? That's perfect. Fucking perfect. Um, and before we wrap this intro up, uh, which we promise to keep brief, we're going to have Michael Chasen read two five-star reviews um, that we are uh, deeply grateful for because we are trying to work through our backlog. So without further ado, Michael? Uh, I do not endorse necessarily the opinions in these reviews. I am merely <laughs> relating what they say. So please do not take this as my personal endorsement. <laughs> Get amped! Three little party popper emojis five stars by uh, BZM. Do we say that? Yeah, we do. BZM. If you love or have ever loved The Vampire Diaries, you need this podcast in your life. If you love yourself, tune in and go stream Cut by Plum. (laughs) Thank you, BZM. That is a very good review. I retroactively endorse it. (laughs) (laughs) You approve this message? Yes. Next one. Never too long. See, I don't endorse this one. (laughs) (laughs) You did like the four hours and 20 minute one? Ne- well, I love that one specifically. Ne- never <laughs> too long. Sophia M. Phillips. Thank you for this review, Sophia. I'm going to read it right now. This podcast has been on my list for a little bit. Thanks to buffering. When we went back Woo! to quotes normal. Oh, tell me about it. That was my little interjection there. When we went back to normal and I had to commute, it was perfect. Thanks for keeping me awake and safe on the road for my hour and a half drive each way. Oh, that is a terrible commute. I'm so sorry about this. I really sympathize with you, Sophia. Back to your review. It was also a perfect length because I could watch a few episodes of, of the weekend over the weekend and listen all week. Thank you all. Thank you for your review, Sophia. Drive safe. 
yeah, drive safe, please. Um, and Wait, I mean, wake up right now. Be extra <laughs> awake for this next part of your drive, Sophia. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, Latoya and I are enemies with uh, those two people who run buffering, but, um, you know, we'll allow it. We'll take the recommendation. We'll allow it uh, <laughs> for Frank's sake, basically. For Yeah, because we, we do keep peace for Frank, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, then, I don't have any other business. Do you guys have any other business? Nope. There's no business. Nothing here. Like, no business. All right. Uh, on the Patreon, we're covering uh, Meg Cavett's Mediator series. So if that gets you jazzed for $2 a month, you can have access to our episodes about those things and get on our Discord. Um, and we're also starting our coverage of Legacies Season 4 on the Patreon. So if that is something that interests you, you should go on over there. But you should touch the stuff, baby. You should touch the stuff. <laughs> but... In the meantime, without further ado, The Empire Diaries. Yay! Woo. Hello, and welcome to The Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dafio. And today, we officially begin coverage of the originals. Wop <laughs> The trumpet! Episodes one and two of season one of the originals. Always and forever and House of the Rising Sun with an O? Ah! <laughs> I didn't know it was with an O. That's exciting. There is a, a house, house in New Orleans. <laughs> Wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, yeah, of, of, you know, um, I was excited to start these. Did you guys have fun? I had fun. I was, I was excited to, to get into it and to start it with Jill, of course, always with Jill and mm-hmm. with Morgan too, I guess a little bit, yeah, but mostly yeah. Jill. Jill, so these are not just your first time seeing these episodes of the originals. This is your first time seeing any episodes of the originals. Yeah. So, how did you feel about these uh, NOLA episodes <laughs> of television? I I love the setting of NOLA, first oh, of yeah. all. I think it's really fun. But um, I, I know that you guys have a lot of problems with season one because it's a lot of exposition. It didn't super bump for me the first episode because it is an entirely new series with a potential new audience. So I feel mm-hmm. like they had to do that for the first episode. But I also really liked that the first episode was kind of Elijah's episode, and then the second one was Rebecca's. I thought mm-hmm. that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure how they're going to continue with that. But <laughs> And you made a, a fair point in the chat that uh, the, the, the pilot works in that. It makes you think, like, oh, this is Elijah's story. He's the lead. Uh, and then he gets daggered at the end. It's like, twist. Psych. Although the issue really is, as we've talked a lot about, Morgan, is that, like, it's a repurposed episode like version of the originals backdoor pilot with like a couple of new scenes with elijah and rebecca but Mm. mostly it is just everything you've seen only it's not coherent because it's from elijah's perspective so it's chopping things and marcel and klaus's whole you know thing that is the focal point of the series is such in the backseat it's not really a coherent episode unlike episode two and it's hard to follow, like, Klaus's emotional journey is, like, all the end of it um, in this episode. So it's hard to get – this would be a very weird introduction to Klaus for, like, a new viewer mm-hmm. that maybe, like, hadn't been 
you know, like what well, didn't watch the Vampire Diaries. And more than that, I, I'm not positive, but it feels like a lot of the scenes from the backdoor pilot that are repurposed in this episode are cut differently and yeah. cut like much tighter and faster so that like none of the pauses and like the like atmospheric moments and like the you know quiet moments are there anymore and there just isn't a lot of air so i feel like it robs those scenes of being as good as they are in the backdoor pilot it basically even though in theory you're supposed to think oh all this exposition is for people who haven't seen it you have to have really seen the like the at least the backdoor pilot for this episode to fully make sense I would be really curious to talk to someone who starts with the originals mm-hmm. and has no Vampire Diaries experience. We should do that as like a bonus episode. Yeah, maybe we yeah. should. Yeah, we should ask someone to watch just the originals with us. Because <laughs> if someone were to just watch the pilot having no context, I wonder how it would land for them. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, I wonder who they'd who they'd feel allegiances with. I also think, to be honest, I don't think Haley has a good scene in the no. entire pilot. And I think she barely has good scenes in the second episode. Like, I I, I like Phoebe Tonkin, but this feels like a very, like, I, I commented in the chat, she just seems so sleepy. Like, she seems aggressively unfazed by anything that is happening around her. And I don't understand that as a choice. Well, Morgan, don't worry. Soon she'll be phased (laughs) but like truly like she sees elijah and then she just like doesn't react and there's like a long beat of those one the pilot's one long beat of silence and she goes who the hell are you (laughs) (laughs) and i love her and she is beautiful and i think she's a good actress but i was just really like go off queen give us nothing like because if you watch the backdoor pilot, you see from her perspective, she's come out there, you know, to find out, you know, her origins and all of this. And that's all skipped over here. Yeah, which I also really, I think, like, I even think that with the stuff we get in the backdoor pilot, we could use more. Like, she is the only person I think that makes sense as, like, a point of view character. And we are never in her point of view, except for, like, the one scene in the second episode where she's, like, on the... Where, like, it's except for her, like, abortion stuff. Like, she... Like, largely, we don't give, I feel like, a lot of credence to, like, what's going on with her, which she is, like, the fish out of water who doesn't know all of this stuff and is suddenly sucked into this world and into this situation. And yet we are not with her for much of it, which seems odd to me. Which is also why I would say there's no reason for Cammie to exist when Haley exists and she doesn't know these people or anything like that. And before we get into it and like our feelings originally, uh, Jill, can we like just run down like all the characters on the show right now to see like what your, like the vibe check is for you? Yeah. Starting with Marcel. Fucking love him. Hell yes! (laughs) I didn't even have to ask. Well, he's the king, baby. How could he not? As he should be. God. I'm I'm so sorry that I've said anything negative about these episodes of television when Marcel is in them. Foolish of me. in the pilot, so. (laughs) He really is, but he's so good. Fucked up that they did not put the karaoke scene in. Like, do they not want viewers? (laughs) <laughs> like what are they doing Come the choices on. they're making <laughs> okay so marcel passes the vibe check from jill yes. good i mean klaus how'd you like klaus in these klaus is a bitch yeah. like 
I was more thinking about new new characters, Morgan. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, she likes Sophie Devereaux. I actually do like Sophie. I don't know how you guys feel about her, but I, I, she intrigues me. I like her little arm tattoo. Yeah, once you've gone through, we'll tell you how we feel about characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Sophie. Um, we don't know a lot about her, mm-hmm. and she hasn't really done much, but I, I'm intrigued. She seems I cool. Mean, you can see already there's more of a diversity in their witches in this show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Which is good. nice. Like, kind of gets more into like the nuts and bolts of what it is to be a witch, and like what is required of you, and what are the you know like morality and ethics of it, and what is it to be in a community of witches as opposed to the one witch that everybody's constantly asking for favors. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention this in the chat as well, but even though I do like Sophie, her her plan didn't seem fully thought out. <laughs> Of, like, what? binding herself with Haley. Because it's like, if Klaus doesn't care about the woman carrying his child, <laughs> why would he care about you? <laughs> yeah, I think she says at one point, she's like, I have nothing to lose. So I guess she's kind of just like, either my plan works out or I'm not alive to live in a world where it doesn't. And I'm like, all right. Wait, are you saying that Sophie possibly wants the D? Seems like Sophie Seems could be like very it. fine with having the D. Okay, uh, Jill, how about Camille or Cammy, if you will? I won't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think you just said that there's no point to her, right? But I, <laughs> I don't mind her. I think it was nicer about it, but yeah. I called her Diet Caroline in the chat, but I like. I maybe this time is the time where I totally connect with Cammy. I know out there. There are fans out there that I've seen who love Cammy. So like it's not it's not like everyone hates Cammy or anything like that. Like that's there's a diversity I mean, of opinions for, here. From what I can tell, it's Marcel's interest in her that she's gonna be like the leverage, right? So that's kind of like the point of her. So far so leverage. <laughs> and to have a like a human character on like the ground level of her, you know, a Matt Donovan, if you will, to kind of take the temperature of what it's like to be a normal person in this place. And she's aware of everything. She's aware of all, like, the supernatural? No. No. Okay. She just knows that Marcel's the hot, rich, bad boy who, like, owns the quarter. (laughs) And why would you say no to that is my question. Yeah. See, that's why I'm like, okay, three strikes, you're out. Like, saying <laughs> no to being like, Marcel, hmm, hot, charming, uh, has great influence over the area, not interested. <laughs> Boo. Not my type. <laughs> Boring. And I think she does uh, have, like, an interesting arc, at least in the season, that I'm kind of looking forward to rewatching. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's also the arc of someone who is, like, you know, the fan point of view. And I'm like, but that should be Haley. Yes. I I do agree that there's like stuff I'd, I, I think, I think Haley is very like short sheeted in all of the first season, to be honest, in my opinion, but um, definitely She's with in these child. episodes. So she, yeah, so naturally she can't, and people who are pregnant can't do anything ever, like including having interesting conversations with people, right? <laughs> Um, no, because this is not true, because pregnant women can do anything. <laughs> jeez, Morgan, we get it. You love pregnant women. I do. Um, but yeah, jeez. I, I mean, also, I think that I find the psych major stuff really grading oh, because yeah. 
like truly Jill to, to spoil. She like armchair psychiatrizes uh, <laughs> like every fucking person. <laughs> I was gonna say it really worked for me when Klaus was like wingmanning. Well, that was good because that's because Klaus, Klaus is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little bitch, but like he's a good character. I'll give him that. He and I will say Joseph Morgan is having so much fun in the second episode being a little bitch. Yeah. Like he is really enjoying and like leaning into the to playing the heel. And you know, it, I think it's cute. I think it's fun. And um, Jill, what about Davina? Miss Disney Channel original movie <laughs> Starstruck herself. Which one is that one? There's something about the sunshine, baby. That, that means nothing. It's a uh, terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the movie, Jill? So there's a man called Christopher Wilde. He's a pop star played by Sterling Knight. Mm. Um, and she, her sister is like obsessed with him. It's basically a fanfic where she mm. goes to the concert with her sister and he runs into her and she's like, I'm not interested. And he was like, oh, you're so different. Like, you're not interested in me. <laughs> and then they fall in love. Dang. It's so bad. So it's some like self-insert Harry Styles fanfic. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I of course I only know her from this originally, and so after this, of course, she starred in the second season of well, both seasons of Tell Me a Story, and in the second one, she is in that Sleeping Beauty arc with Paul, where you think she's Sleeping Beauty at first, and he's Maleficent, and then they switch it, and she's Maleficent, and he's Sleeping Beauty. Uh, gosh, Paul Wesley. I love you. Come on the pod. <laughs> All right. Dope, dope. Is there anyone else new that we got to get? I mean, there are like Marcel's henchmen. Oh, I do want to say I don't like Davina. <laughs> you did say that. You were not happy. You're like, I can't. I, she is not interesting to me. <laughs> but she's drawing. You don't want to know about this like child witch that Marcel has hidden away? Like, what's up with Look, that? Not <laughs> magic. To, not to be a downer. I'm sure Danielle Campbell's a wonderful girl. I don't like her acting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jill's I never mean. Have. <laughs> not even in Starstruck? No. <laughs> did you not believe that she was struck by a star? You know what? She did her best with Sterling Knight. <laughs> no 303 Starstruck. Yeah. She is pretty fun as Maleficent. Because again, you think she's Sleeping Beauty, but she's not. See, that I love. I love the concept of that. So maybe I, one day when I watch Tell Me a Story, I'm sure I will enjoy that. But I have to agree with Jill in that I have – so I personally think that I should divulge here that I've seen like one and a half seasons of the originals. And in those one and a half seasons, I have never enjoyed Davina. <laughs> yeah, Davina – let's see. Let's go through the duds, shall we? <laughs> Davina. <laughs> Sophie. Mm-hmm. Cammy. Mm-hmm. So everyone? <laughs> Not more so. Does the new guy, the new guy that Klaus uh, took under his wing? Josh. Josh. I love Josh, actually. I really okay. like Josh. Yeah. Okay. Josh, if you heard, they mentioned it very quickly. Gay. I did. Yeah. We, we're we allowing a, a gay person to live and be on a Vampire Diaries show. For how long? Who's to say? <laughs> Is he a pawn of Klaus's? Of course. But still, <laughs> this is the best queer rep the show has had yeah. so far. Jill, okay, I want to know, how long do you think uh, Josh lives uh, or is, is on the show? 
And do you think Josh will kiss a boy? And if so, when? Um, Josh is not going to last very long. <laughs> oh, Josh. <laughs> and he'll kiss a boy the same episode he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Joel knows how TV works. <laughs> yeah. All right. A wise woman. <laughs> um, uh, Latoya, what is your story with the originals? You watched it when it was originally on, right? Yeah, I watched it and I was like r- reviewing it uh, around the internet. And yeah, it was like the exposition was like, this is the exposition and the voiceovers uh, leading into the exposition. And, you know, the, the scheduling for people, the contracts for people. That's why you got to round the show out with duds. Although it is, it is hilarious to me that they got Nathaniel Bozalik just to be a corpse in the pilot. Amazing. <laughs> it is hilarious to me. So funny of them. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, I was hoping it would be good. And, you know, watching it with uh, season five of Vampire Diaries, which was, you know, it had its ups and downs. So I, I got like really into the original basically in season two. Um, with some uh, introduction of new characters who, who I actually weren't duds, I will say, since you bring in some some fun characters. Yep, there's yeah. there. Yeah, season two is some fun stuff from what I remember of it. Um, I'm excited to to do this with you guys. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very amped to do this with you guys. Jill, are you amped? Yeah, I I really liked these two. I know you guys have issues with them, but I had fun. Don't, don't like, <laughs> no, don't we be want scared you to be happy. To play it. We just are, uh, you know, we're nitpicking assholes, and we're just like story structure is what we're yelling basically. And I yeah. don't write, so I don't I don't have like the writing knowledge. <laughs> I'm just like I'm enjoying it. I don't know. That's what we want to know. That's good. Yeah, that like I'm. If you enjoy the thing, you win because it's always more fun to have fun and like something. And also, <laughs> only your opinion matters. Yeah, that's not true. Not ours. Not anyone listening, especially. No, I, I do agree that your opinion is the only one that matters <laughs> on on truly on most things. I yeah. was so close. I was like, I can't be this person right now, but I'm going to tell you guys. I was so close in the chat in the first episode to be like, where's Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> He's possibly roaming around the bayou. You don't know. He, look, who's to say? <laughs> he sure is out of town in Mystic Falls a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, he's not there. <laughs> um, shall we get into Always and Forever? I suppose. Let's do it. Woo! Let's redo our backdoor pilot. <laughs> so we open on a rowboat, because of course we do. <laughs> it's the sea, it's night, there's mist. And we have a voiceover from Elijah talking about how we're bound forever to those with whom we share blood. And while we may not choose our family, that bond can be our greatest strength or our deepest regret. And this unfortunate truth has haunted him for as long as he can recall. Yeah, it has. I did not take this as like like sharing blood as in like family. I was like, oh, like blood sharing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So we reveal that we are actually on the Mississippi River 300 years ago and that they – that we are with two dudes who are looking out at this abandoned ship out in the middle of nowhere. A miracle ship, if you will. One doing a struggle French accent and it's (laughs) – The other one's like not doing it, but this guy's like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it it's there's yeah, there is a, some some accent work going on. So the guys they board the ship and they're like, Where is everyone? It's deserted, which means that like legally everything like belongs to no one, so we can just take whatever we want. And then they see some coffins. Who is in one of the coffins but a <laughs> daggered coal? <laughs> Um, suddenly these men are getting smacked around and starting to disappear. And who is doing all of this? But Rebecca, she has horny eyes. She wipes the blood off her lips. She's looking great. I'm happy to see her. (laughs) And she's like, wow, it's lovely to see a handsome face after such a long journey. And she says, can I eat him, brother? And then Elijah pops up behind and says, I'd rather you didn't. Uh, Elijah tells them, look, there's no need to be afraid. He teaches all of us what compulsion is. Um, and he tells this guy that he's not going to remember anything. Uh, Elijah says, like, the st- the story he wants this man to believe, which is, we've had a very long journey wherein we unfortunately lost all of our crew. Therefore, I will ask you to kindly transport our belongings to shore. And uh, Rebecca explains that they're vampires, the original vampires. Um, Rebecca, Elijah... And our brothers, Cole and Finn, may they rest in peace. Then you hear a voice, <laughs> a cheeky little voice, asking if we're saving the best for last. Dork. We pan up <laughs> and like they're in the belly of the ship and up on the decks in the moonlight, blood dripping down <laughs> his chin is Klaus just being like an old-fashioned rake, and it's great. Uh, he's like, we fled Europe and, su- and survived the sea. Would you rather I arrive hungry on the shores of our new homeland? Rebecca says he's her half-brother, which she would never say, which is solely for exposition purpose. <laughs> she would never say it in front of him, that's for sure. Yeah, that would piss him off. Uh, so um, Elijah's then like, great um where have we landed and the guy tells them that they're in louisiana off the shores of a town they have named new orleans <laughs> and elijah's like awesome can you get the luggage bye is the luggage just all the dead bodies maybe but i also think they have a lot of shit i assume that they they're hauling clothing. from the old stuff. stuff but w- at the at the end of the when elijah's like oh you should get help with the luggage it pans to all the dead bodies so I'm like, is that all they brought? <laughs> I think just to show that they're spooky. Yeah, that's the crew. <laughs> Got it. It's like, don't, don't make no mistake. These people are eating people. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're at Rousseau's and uh, Elijah talks to Camille, who we met in the back for a pilot. Um, she's like, what brings you to the Big Easy? And he says he used to live here. And she's like, oh, when? He's like, it feels like a hundred years ago. Wink, wink. (laughs) Camille has just moved here. And Elijah explains that, like, my brother's here somewhere. I think he got himself into a bit of a bind. Um, And he goes on to just tell Camille so much about his (laughs) life and his relationship with his brother, which, like, you know, sometimes that stuff needs to happen in pilots. But I remember just being like, why are you telling her all of this? She looks trustworthy. I mean, she's she's a psych major, you know. That means something. I I guess I find Camille so annoying. I'm like, I would not want to talk to this person. I mean, agreed, <laughs> but, but still. That is my cross to bear. Um, Elijah says that his brother Klaus is complicated, defiant, 
ill-mannered and a little temperamental. He says, we don't share the same father. Of course, that's never bothered me, but my brother resents it deeply. Never felt like he belongs. All told, he has a long history of getting himself into trouble. Say, all while showing footage from like, uh, oh, come all ye faithful. It's specifically just from that episode, like when he's massacring the hybrids. Yes, it's a lot of that stuff and him with the sword, which I think we all liked Klaus with sword. So I guess good footage to pick from. Yes. <laughs> yes. Elijah explains that Klaus believes that there are people in this town conspiring against him. A new and original thing for him. Um, and Camille says, wow, narcissistic and paranoid. And she says, sorry, bartender with a grad degree in psychology. Total cliche. It, it, it is. And it's just bad dialogue anytime a character like this says it. Oh, this is a psych 101 thing I'm saying about you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an expert at the thing. No. I do have to say, I, I find when people in fiction refer to themselves as cliches, it's rarely in a way that makes me not annoyed um but <laughs> but you know what about being positive camille this is our season baby i'm gonna like you <laughs> i know no. it i know it uh so elijah asks um like uh, after jane and Devereaux, knowing that was like the witch that called like you know klaus to new orleans and camille says she doesn't know where she is but she knows someone who might then uh, we go to the French Quarter and we uh, like see a like tour guide giving um, named Sabine. She's like showing everyone around New Orleans and she takes uh, like the tourists to a voodoo shop and like tells them to bra- cheekily tells them to browse for a hex. And then who approaches her but one very handsome original named Elijah. Um, and she's like, are you going to keep following me or do you want to talk? <laughs> So she is not scared of him. Um, And she's like, yeah, original vampire always wears a suit. You're Elijah, right? And you and your family are famous amongst the witches, especially with your brother back in town. (laughs) (laughs) So Elijah asks about Jane Ann and Sabine's like, if Klaus is looking for Jane Ann, he's a little late because she's dead. Dun, dun, dun. And you kind of got to put the pieces together about that. If you haven't seen the backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. So we go to this like quieter street in the quarter. Um, like Jane Ann's body is on the ground from when like Marcel like hit her really hard with like some leaves and slit her throat, uh, which was from the backdoor pilot, which was a very like bizarre murder. But like he like pulled a little like bendy branch off a tree and then like hit it, hit her in the throat with it and then it <laughs> slit her throat and i remember being like huh what but that is what happened so she's you know dead on the ground and a bunch of like witches are surrounding her mourning her being sad and elijah's like jesus killed in public and sabine's like yeah the only people who come around here are witches and now her sister has come to take her body because her spirit can't rest in le- until it's been properly interred in the cemetery so Elijah's like, God, I f- like, please tell me my brother did not do this. <laughs> and uh, Sabine's like, no, no, no. Jane Ann died. She was caught doing magic. Um, and uh, like she, we hear a loud whistle and like Marcel and his night walkers descend uh, on the group. And Elijah's like, holy shit, Marcel's here? And Sabine's like, yeah, things have changed since your family left. Marcel has changed. Uh, She tells Elijah to stay hidden. 
um, because it's like if Marcel finds out that a witch lured the originals back into town, my people will be slaughtered. So Elijah stays in the shadows um, as he does for a few scenes in this pilot and just watches a scene from the backdoor pilot from the shadows. But is this a new scene? I cannot even remember. This one is one of the new scenes, I believe. Yeah, they were all new to me. <laughs> yes, of course. This is this episode is for, for Jill, basically. That's, that's all it's for. It's for Jill. There was like the one scene with Klaus and Elijah where I was like, okay, I remember this. <laughs> Yeah, he said it's like thirty minutes like after he killed her. So yeah, we didn't see that in the in the backdoor pilot, I believe. Gotcha. So Sophie's like, "Hey, Marcel, leave me the fuck alone while I, you know, grieve my dead body, my 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 dead sister, put her body to rest." And Marcel's like, "Oh, I actually never said you could move the body. I'm also here to kind of send a message. Like, if any of you are trying to rebel against me." Just remember that my rules state that witches can't practice magic in the quarter. And yet a little birdie informed me that Jane Ann was cooking up something magically delicious. Um, they, oh, yeah. While I have you, quick Q&A. My old friend, the hybrid Klaus, he just happened to show up out of the blue asking for, of all people, Jane Ann. Any ideas why? They're like, we don't know. Witches don't get involved in vampire business. And he's like, yeah, that'd be pretty dumb of them. So why don't you go back to your restaurant, make some gumbo, and keep Horace happy? And then he and his vampires take um, Jane Ann's body, which, like, Sophie is devastated by and, like, begs him not to and is like, her body won't be at peace. And Marcel's like, eh, not my problem. It's not his problem. But also, I just want to say, on the Vampire Diaries, like, fandom wiki for this episode, so they have, like, you know, the plots and options and everything go by the beats. And then I guess, like someone's comment somehow has become part of the plot synopsis because the last thing of it is like Marcel has a secret weapon he believes he can use to defeat the originals and Klaus reverts to his old ways the premiere overlaps too much with the backdoor pilot but still provides some unexpected thrills can't wait to see what happens when little sister hits town and glad to see Klaus isn't embracing fatherhood <laughs> it just wouldn't be in his nature <laughs> <laughs> well it's good that they have their opinions there i will say a weird thing about the transcript is that it partially seems like a novelization of these pilots because it's like please tell me my brother didn't have anything to do with this elijah prayed so i if uh, you know me uh trying to filter things out it's because i'm reading stuff like that so <laughs> don't understand oh, that wow. I'm, I'm seeing yeah i'm um, about to pull that up yep elijah prayed so our next scene, uh, Elijah gives his sister a little phone call, and Rebecca is in a bathtub lounging and drinking champagne. I mean, a queen. <laughs> so she's like, wait, Marcel is alive? And Elijah's like, yeah. I, like, can't fucking believe it. Like, I, I can't find him. Um, and I, Marcel, like now rules a menagerie of savage vampires running wild, killing in public for any human to come upon. Witches are held in subjugation. I doubt Niklaus has any idea what he was walking into. And Rebecca's like, oh, sorry, I stopped paying attention at our brother. <laughs> our hateful, traitorous, bastard of a brother who's negated any sympathy I once had for him by his repeated efforts to ensure neither you nor I know happiness outside of his own selfish universe. <laughs> and it's weird because just the time timing of all of this is, is strange, honestly, considering when the backdoor pilot happened and compared to where we are now when you put the time on it with uh, Vampire Diaries. So in the originals um, backdoor pilot, Elijah's like on his way and he's like arguing with Rebecca a bunch. And she's like, I'm not coming. And now we have uh, the phone calls that are all, they're all a little arc starting in the <laughs> bathtub. 
<laughs> and then later she gets out of the bathtub. <laughs> and then she's ready for bed. Yeah, then she's reading. That's my ideal arc. That I want that arc. <laughs> I love this for Rebecca. It's the most at peace she's seemed. No one's yeah. like, I mean, she's getting bothersome phone calls from her brother, but like, honestly, in this grand scale of things, it's not a big deal. Like every 30 minutes he's calling her. I know. So Elijah starts giving more exposition and Rebecca actually cuts him off and says, I may be old, Elijah, but I'm hardly senile. I know very well I stuck with Klaus and not three years later, he stuck a silver dagger in my chest and sent me into a magical slumber for 90 years. Do you know why? Because I had the audacity to try to live my life on my own without him. So Elijah's like, Jesus, enough. I believe our brother's in trouble. So whatever's going on between Marcel and the witches, it's dire enough that they'd risk bringing an original back to town. The witches have lured him here, and I'd like to know why. So Elijah has a mission. This is a scene that I think is definitely yes, from I, I, the, I have the, yeah. the, ep- the episode in transcript uh, open. The original episode transcripts are there. Oh, okay, dope. So, yeah, this is a scene that was definitely in the backdoor pilot where um, some vampires try to fuck with Sophie and uh, Elijah kills them all and, like, rips one's heart out and impales one very high up on a building. And also, you you said that, like, uh, Elijah, you know, his whole thing is being 10 minutes late. In this case, he's not even 10 minutes late because Klaus, like just left Russo's when Sophie goes outside. Mm-hmm. He could, like, go to the front of the, the restaurant and it he'd find Klaus. <laughs> Elijah, you're doing a medium job at best here, buddy. <laughs> I love you, but what's your goal here? So he introduces himself and he's like, hey, I'm Elijah. You heard of me? And so and Sophie's like, uh, yeah, you did a lot of violence. And Elijah's like, so why don't you tell me what business your family has with my brother? We go to a cemetery. Um, this is like a big location for the originals as a show and i really like the look of it um jill did you like the vibe of this place with all the like big mausoleums and stuff absolutely i would want to hang out there if i I recall correctly you you vibe with it too when we watched the backdoor pilot yeah i'm a big fan of like pretty cemeteries (laughs) when you're gonna love this one see it all the time (laughs) yeah this is a this is a pretty regular location for them. It it rules. I really like it. Um, so Sophie explains that this cemetery is sacred ground and vampires have to be invited in. And she says that since she's desperate, Elijah can come in. She says, okay, we're we are able to talk freely here. And Elijah's like, cool, what did your sister want with my brother? And she says, isn't it obvious we have a vampire problem and we need help? Marcel has an army backing him. The witches have been trying to fight back, but we haven't had any luck until my sister Jane Ann met a girl, a werewolf passing through the quarter from a small town in Virginia. She had a special connection to your brother. (laughs) So she like dances around saying they fucked, which I'm like, (laughs) you don't need to be delicate. Um, (laughs) And she explains like she's pregnant. Klaus is the father. Elijah's like, no, that's not possible. (laughs) And Sophie's like, I mean, when it comes to your brother, nothing is impossible. Like, come on, bring her out. And then this is when Haley is brought out and she just stares at Elijah blankly for a full minute and then says, who the hell are you? (laughs) And (laughs) Elijah's like, oh, shit. Give us a moment, please. So they go inside uh, like a little crypt. 
Um, and they're surrounded by candles, and they're like, and Elijah's like, so you've been held here against your will? And Haley's like, yeah, I was like lured out here and kidnapped. And they did all these weird witchy tests on me, and none of this makes sense. Like, vampires are dead. They can't have children. So then Elijah's like, let me tell you my brother's story, and this will explain it. Footage not found of it explaining it. Like, I think the logical thing is, his wolf part is technically the living part. Mm-hmm. Like wolves aren't dead. It's, it's the vampire part. So it's a whole thing. But she knows he's a hybrid. She knows he's the hybrid. So like that's not new information to her. Yeah, like she she talked to Tyler. She knows about Klaus. <laughs> she's she's talked to Klaus. She's done schemes. Yeah, like she she knows this, but he like tries to mind meld with her and she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, No, come on. And she's like, Okay. Like um, so, <laughs> It's not that flirty, but okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't it though? Uh so we see some of our flashback stuff from like the first originals flashback episode, and he like explains the whole backstory that we already know about them growing up around wolves and poor Heinrich and then Klaus uh killing someone and then his werewolf curse triggering all of them becoming vampires. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, Esther says sisters, and Haley's pretty uninterested in the story, much like I am because I've already heard it. She says, "Like Haley's like your dad was a dick. I get it. <laughs> it's like why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah." And Elijah seems like amused by that. He seems to he seems to like this Haley, which is nice. He's like, "Wait, you're you're not shocked by all of this, like Elena was." <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, well, Elena's just a much better captive audience for a story. She knows that, like, vampires, when they're telling stories about their, like, long story, tragic past, need you to do some oohs and ahs. Whereas <laughs> Haley's not interested in stroking anyone's ego. She's like, no, give me the info. <laughs> Please answer the question I asked. <laughs> Elena knows that you have to be like, oh, my God, wow. So you he gave you the moons to – oh, wow. So, wait, <laughs> your mother's the original witch? Oh. But that would mean – She said sisters a lot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sister, sister. <laughs> yes. Question, Jill. You ready for that first Esther flashback we get? Because you know it's a, it's the originals. There's gonna be flashbacks. Oh, family. No. Reconnect with your sisters. You're like I waited for that pirate Cole, <laughs> pirate Finn. I'm so pirate sorry, Finn. pirate Cole. No, we started off as if we were in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it really is a Pirates of the Caribbean ass opening. I wrote that in my notes. It really is, and I like it so much. Like I I like the look of it and everything. Like. I, I think they do have the opportunity to, you know, do these, like, bigger, yeah. grander, more sweeping flashbacks, you know, because it's not just all Civil War shit. You didn't say anything about the flashbacks in this episode, really, Jill, but I think you'll probably like them more because, you know, they can cover more ground and this is, like, stuff we we don't really know about, too, so. And again, yeah. the, the sets, baby. Yeah. Yeah, did you – you liked the boat stuff, Rachel? Despite oh, yeah. there being no pirate fin. Partially because it was, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Very much your brand. So Elijah, you know, explains, you know, bad dad stuff. We had to run for New Orleans and we were really happy here for a time. Um, But, you know, I thought that like a home would make Niklaus happy. But then he ran. We had to we had to run away from my dad. He was really pissed. But 
I wonder if this baby might be a way for my brother to find happiness, a way to save him from himself. Uh, Sophie walks in and is like, cool, glad you feel that way because you have to help me with my plan. <laughs> and Elijah's like, I what now? I have a question with the timeline, which I'm not, I can't even remember if we have an answer to this. So I've, I've noted before that them running from New Orleans basically segued into our 1920s Vampire Diaries flashback and them mm-hmm. being Stefan. But Elijah's not with them there, which leads me to believe that uh, in the process of them fleeing, uh, Klaus did a little dagger. So what do we think was the reason he did that? Like, like what pissed, like pissed him off in this instance uh, from them fleeing New Orleans to going to Chicago? I don't know if we get an answer on that, but I wonder if maybe like Elijah, what would make sense to me is that what Elijah probably wanted to stay and fight for their home and Klaus wanted to keep them running from Michael is what I just that, that tracks and that, that honestly could be it. That, that tracks a lot that he would want to stay and fight. Yeah. Cause like uh, Elijah's the one who like believes in them as a unit. And that's what's like cool about Elijah is he's the one who's like, come on, we could have this thing. Like we could all be together and mean something to each other. And Klaus is like, no thanks. And Rebecca's like, no thanks. Cause Klaus will never do it. And <laughs> we can't do it without him because he and I are weird and codependent and he wants to fuck me. But like, and she wants to fuck him too. Let's, she, let's be real. Be honest. There's something. It's it's it's, yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't like it, but it's mutual. And she says it at one point, essentially. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, Ugh. it's canon. It is. Listen to this exposition. Yeah, it came. Words came out of her own mouth. I've never checked, but there has to be fan fiction, right? There has to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've upset Jill. <laughs> Who would write? I mean, you if know. you wrote that. Yeah, Jill. <laughs> Jill, oh. come on. You, you know the answer to your question. I know. That's there, why I uh, stopped. There's people who are all about wincest, and they n- clearly never want to fuck each other. Yeah. it. The, honestly, I will say much more chemistry between uh, Klaus and Bex than there is between Sam and Dean. For sure. <laughs> Are you not liking this line of discussion? I don't like this conversation. (laughs) Are you mad because we're insulting uh, Wincest? No. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Wincest fan, Jill (laughs) TV. No. No. This is what you get for Galen Vaughn, bitch. (laughs) No. I'm not alone. I don't know if you saw that. There are other Galen Vaughn fans. Is that what you also say for Wincest? I'm not alone. (laughs) No. <laughs> I told you I'd get you back. Uh. So um, Sophie's like, basically, the deal is we want Marcel and his vampires out. Klaus is the key. Everything Marcel knows about being a vampire, he learned it from Klaus. Marcel trusts him, looks up to him, and he won't see the betrayal coming. And Elijah's like, cool, but my brother doesn't exactly like being told what to do. And Sophie's like, yeah, that's why you're here. Like, Marcel drove the werewolves out of town decades ago. Do you really think he's going to welcome a hybrid baby? Convince Klaus to help us, and no one has to know about the newest member of the original family. And Elijah's like, hmm, so it's blackmail, huh? Oh yeah. And it is. Jill, what do you think uh, Marcel's going to do if he finds out about this uh, hybrid baby? I don't think he's going to be happy. Oh, okay. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird if he was. 
oh my god, Klaus, this is a really big deal for you. Like, if he just, like, immediately was, like, (laughs) earnestly, like, holy shit, like, because of all your shit with family, like, that's really hard. Like, this must be, like, a really big kind of moment for you. It's like, I, as your adopted child, feel so happy for you that you could finally have a biological child. That makes me feel good. Look, he's getting a sibling, in a way. So, Uh isn't that fun for Marcel? Uh, he's no longer an only child yeah and we (laughs) so sorry but you say only child um and i think about rachel berry's original song that she wrote entitled only only child child. um yeah oh good on my family tree uh iconic um it's a Never fails to amuse me that the bad original songs were better than the actual original songs on Glee. Yes. Did you see that Amber Riley did a TikTok about her hell to the no original song that she had to sing on Glee about tater tots? Because, you know, that was a story her character was given. And she did that meme where she was like, yes, I did it because I was an employee and you would have done it too for money. Like... (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yes. Okay, uh, thank you for acknowledging. <laughs> our national nightmare known as Glee. Oh, good. Good that I was able to bring up Glee this early in. Good, good, good. Uh, bodes well for our originals. Now, uh, Klaus is, he's on a balcony overlooking the city that used to be his. And uh, Elijah shows up and they have their little like, oh, what an entirely unwelcome surprise. And Elijah's like, what an entirely unsurprising welcome. <laughs> come with me and class is like i'm actually not going anywhere until i found out who's conspiring against me so we're at <laughs> one for klaus saying people are conspiring against him tally uh, elijah's already said it for him too yeah yes and i'm like does that count as two or do we just count it as one but you know keep that in your records and elijah's like well i believe i actually found that out for you so back at the cemetery, it's another scene from the backdoor pilot. They are like, hey, we're here. The witches are here. Haley's here. Um, and this scene's Klaus, cut to shit. <laughs> this scene is cut to shit because it opens with Klaus being like, no, this is impossible. <laughs> so it has already been revealed. And Klaus is like, vampires can't make babies. And Sophie's like, yeah, but werewolves can. Magic made you a vampire, but you were born a werewolf. This pregnancy is one of nature's loopholes. Which is what Elijah could have said to Haley when she asked the question. And so <laughs> the life story. Yep. But I feel like they had to bond. <laughs> they had to do a Wait, little mind meld. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Please. How does Haley not know who, who Rebecca is? Because she has the mind meld. She knows where Rebecca is because it's in her mind. It's almost like, in order to make this a coherent episode, they didn't do that at all. And nothing makes sense if you watch this episode and then the next episode. Did she ask who Rebecca was, though? I thought Rebecca was like, who are you? She has, like, the poker, and she's, like, and and Rebecca just thinks she's, like, the help. Rebecca thinks she's the help, but Haley doesn't know who Rebecca is either. Uh, let's let's look at that scene when we get there and see because I now it has slipped from my mind. I'm just course. gonna look at the transcript right now because I need to know. Haley does another. Who the hell are you? Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Well, um, that is it was super weird. Then maybe it, this uh, only per- oh no yeah no Rebecca was definitely in that footage. 
Jeez. Okay, weird. <laughs> um, so Klaus is like, you've been with someone else. Admit it. And Haley's <laughs> like, Jesus, I was kidnapped. Like, fuck off. I hate this. Like, wouldn't I have... Like, I have the enough incentive to admit that it's not yours if it wasn't. Like, I would like to not be in the situation anymore. What if Klaus got, like, really into believing that she was fucking Tyler yet again? Like, again, he's like, <laughs> it was you and that Tyler boy. Just oh calling Caroline to complain about his, like, paternity issues and being like, this is all really Tyler's fault. <laughs> Tyler, he slept with Wolf Girl. Like, no, he didn't. They never had a thing, Klaus. Klaus, does Klaus... Klaus doesn't really know that they were faking, does he? Look, I mean, maybe Klaus felt closer to Tyler uh, because, you know, they'd both fucked the same girl. Bone bros, <laughs> duh. Bone brothers, yes. Because um, as we know, Klaus is always searching for connection. Uh, but alas, he and Tyler are not bone bros. So, um, like, Sophie explains, like, my sister died to perform the spell she needed to confirm that this baby, like, exists. Like, because of Jane Ann's sacrifice, the lives of this girl and her baby are controlled by us. We can sa- keep them safe or we can kill them. If you don't help us take Marcel down, Haley won't live long enough to see her first maternity dress. <laughs> Yikes. Dun, dun, dun. So Haley's like, hey, um, What? <laughs> And Elijah's like, ugh, gross. If you want Marcel dead, I'll do it. And Sophie's like, no, no, no. We have a clear plan that we need to follow, and there are rules. Guess who does not like plans or rules that are not <laughs> of his own creation? Klaus Michelson. Um, he has a perfect Klaus line here where he screams, how dare you command me, threaten me, what you wrongfully perceive to be my weaknesses. This is a pathetic deception I won't hear more lies. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, I won't call Klaus like the best character to ever exist, but I will say Klaus Michelson is a brilliant character to exist. He is consistent, yeah. baby. I mean, this is the Klaus I know, and I mean, in general, the originals. It sucks that like Haley's existence on the show is like, well, she's pregnant, and I think ultimately, I like the story about her pregnancy and in, in general and all that, but it's just like I just. Want to see Haley and her top energy all around these original vampires. And that's not the case right now when she's like harboring this baby wolf inside of her. Yeah, she just, it feels like she has no cards other than the fact that she is a vessel for new and special life, which is like, there's so much more to her than that. Like it, it's this weird, like, thing where, like, her pregnancy is everything about her, but it also means she cannot do anything. And um, that's that's not in a way Didn't to I empower a character. on my pregnancy soapbox? What? In the backdoor pilot. Didn't I say something like that on my soapbox? Probably. I know I went off for a little bit on pregnancy. <laughs> you were very annoyed that she was pregnant. You don't want this pregnancy to happen at all. And as you kept saying in the chat, yeah, every time there were... was an opportunity for it to not happen, you're like, yes. like honey i'm sorry but like it's we're gonna proceed with this (laughs) nevertheless it will persist Uh, but i know it's it just always ruins characters (laughs) just and like just like babies always ruin families (laughs) 
Well, it's shitty because, like, that that is often true in TV. And, like, we talked a little bit – LaToya and I have talked a little bit about the Sun Angel on top. And, like, the babies can be, you know, show killers and all of this stuff. And that, like, pregnancy can be a tough thing for female characters to go through, like, on TV. Because, like, there are weird limitations to it that keep them out of, like, jeopardy and put plot armor on them or, like, make them – weird and othered in some strange way although in the arc that we talked about on angel on top the, mm-hmm. the character who was pregnant was still very much badass as they had the baby and they could still kick a bunch of ass yes which i really liked um but i think that sends such a shitty message that like women who are pregnant like that, like that if you're pregnant you can't do anything um and that you cease to be an important player in any like dynamics that are going on in your life and that like your life essentially ends and becomes all about this like baby you're having and that having a baby also essentially means like the end of anything interesting in your life i, I mean, don't think that's really fair to say either like, it's true because as we all know babies are parasites <laughs> <It's just crazy. laughs> I feel slightly differently about this i guess wow morgan loves babies now morgan loves having babies should i tell michael this <laughs> well i mean michael oh you uh, in the uh, episode of Legacies that I am still editing, sorry, Michael Jesus does Christ yell went. that I'm pregnant in it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not though. <laughs> you better not get rid of that part. I didn't. I kept it in because I knew you would want it kept in. <laughs> I wouldn't do this terrible episode. I do never want it released, but also know that it needs to be released. And I'm working on it. Um. Uh. Anyway, Klaus, here's the baby's heartbeat. But he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He's like, fuck this. And Haley's like, you know what? Fuck this as well. Like, Klaus is a killer. I don't give a shit. And Elijah runs after him and he's like, nobody fucking touches the girl. I will fix this shit. Um, then they have another scene that is from the backdoor pilot where, like, Klaus is like, it's a trick. And Elijah's like, of course, but who gives a shit? It's also a gift. Like, it's our chance to start over and take back everything that we lost. And, you know, he, like, talks about how their family was so ruined. And since then, like, everything that went down with their parents, like, all you have ever wanted, all that we have ever wanted was a family. And I I love that I love Elijah's like, so what if it's a trick? Who gives a shit? Like, you get to have this thing that would be meaningful to you. And Klaus is like, nope, I'm just going to kill everybody. <laughs> and Elijah says, what? And then return to Mystic Falls and resume your life as the hated one, as the evil hybrid. Is it so important to you that people quake with fear at the sound of your name? The scene is so good and I do not, uh, I enjoy it so much less when it is cut so tightly like it is in mm-hmm. this moment. But like yeah. reading it, I'm like, this is a good scene. It was around this time where I noted basically like the amount that of time that our, our core four actually worked on this episode. So Daniel did the most work. He had the most new scenes to set mm-hmm. up basically him being daggered at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then Claire, then Phoebe, and then Joseph. Basically his new scene is the final scene. Yeah, not a lot for him to have to do. Like, that, Which, you know, if you've seen all this stuff already and are like eager for more, th- I think that's the thing that makes this episode kind of a letdown where it's like, well, technically, 
you've seen all of this for the most part. Yeah, you might stop watching the episode and then not realize, oh, Elijah gets daggered at the end. Yeah, so that's just kind of weird. And I'm sure I would love to hear more about the process of developing this pilot and what it was like. And I'm sure there were like a million conversations surrounding how they were going to handle this and what they were going to do. And should we just play the pilot again? Should we do, you know, what should we do? I would love to hear the reasoning that went into this and like what decisions were made and also like what they fought for versus what was kind of like mandated to them by like network and studio. I think that would be yeah. really interesting. And I've never seen them talk about that stuff. Um, but I would like to know. Let us. I would like to see it. No, <laughs> please give us the the intel, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is where Klaus yells. What will this child offer me? Will it guarantee me power? Um, iconic, absolutely iconic. That's like the best. Klaus is hilarious. <laughs> He's like, will this baby give me power? And I'm like, you know what? That's king shit. Like I love. You're consistent. Well, yeah, he wants to use the baby as a as a chess move. <laughs> yeah, absolutely bananas. Um, and Elijah's like, family is power, love, Ooh. loyalty. That's power. That's what we swore to each other a thousand years ago before life tore away what little humanity you had left. Um, and I'm like, fuck, this is so cool. Um, he talks about like how we're the original. He says, this is us. Um, <laughs> and that's why I said Mandy Moore should have played Esther. <laughs> I would have fucking loved that. And he's like, he says always and forever. And he's like, I'm asking you to stay here. I'll help you. I'll stand by you. I'll be your brother. We'll build a home here together. Save this girl. Save your child. And it's like this very tender moment. And Klaus is just like, nope. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> LOL. The littlest bitch. <laughs> it is really good, though. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Because it, it, it feels so honest to who Klaus is. Like mm -hmm. this, this conflict is good. Like this is, I, and I know we talked about this. I'm sure we talked about this with Michael in our back to our pilot episode, which feels like we did it a hundred years ago. That's because we did. We did. Yeah. It's such a good story for Klaus, for someone who's like, like that, that he has this chance at an actual home and an actual place he belongs and all of the things that he wants and will not never let himself have. And it's really being just like forced on him. And he's still trying to ruin it and say mm -hmm. no to it every single second he can. And it's so silly to me. And that's I love it. It sucks that Haley isn't given more because like she also is, is class even points out they're similar in that she like doesn't have a family. Like she was adopted and then the adopted family got rid of her as soon as she turned into a wolf. And like, she's mm -hmm. just searching for a family and she went out to look for him in the bayou and she got kidnapped by witches. So she has the, the most dysfunctional family in the world now as her new family and like just trying to learn. And, you know, there's also the fact that, you know, she betrayed her best friends, Tyler Lockwood. <laughs> she has to atone for that too. That's something that should be part of it. She yeah. got a bunch of her hybrid friends killed. Yeah. And, and for nothing, because fuck Atticus Shane. And it's oh yes. And it's very interesting, I will say, because Haley's someone who was very much like left by her family, very much feels alone. And Rebecca is someone who doesn't know how to be alone. And the idea that they like kind of can be friends or like, you know, sisters in a way, like I I really love that and the idea that like the originals, despite the fact that they fought all this time, 
they have really remained connected all of this time. Like, you know, like Elijah will leave and like some of them will be daggered for long stretches of time, but they always kind of remain a unit, like specifically because of Klaus's like reach and influence. And I don't know. I, I like that for Haley and I like that kind of difference. And what is it like? I mean, is it everything you wanted to be bound to people like this when you've been used to being alone for your whole life? Maybe not. Like, I don't know. I just think there's things to talk about there. And yeah, I feel like, like we don't have that. Yeah. Haley, are you ready to be part of a, a family where always and forever is like a necessity and you don't actually get to choose? Um, yeah. They're allowing you into always and forever. And they don't even let Colin Finn into that. <laughs> and that little poor dead Henrik either. Because he's dead. Rip. Um, so... So back in the mausoleum, the witches are talking and they're like, ah, Marcel and his vampires are out of control. Like, what do we do? Um, they're And, uh, you know, they're like, what makes you think you can control the original Sophie? And then Elijah shows up and is like, she can't. I'm not even certain I can. But now that your coven has drawn his ire, I have a question. What prevents my brother from murdering you instead of cooperating? And what keeps that from happening is that Sophie has linked herself to Haley. Um, in a classic, uh, as Latoya said, Catherine Pierce move. Anything that happens to her happens to Haley. <laughs> and Joel still hates it. Why? Why do that? <laughs> it does not make sense. <laughs> it's because it. This is like a specifically like an Elijah manipulation. Like I think it's more like the idea that it's like you can't let your brother kill me. Or else Haley dies, and that matters to you. And hopefully, you can convince your brother that it matters to him. Like, but that, which also feels really tangled and complicated and talky. Yeah. And that's another piece of this that I feel like doesn't work, you know? Like, yeah. it feels like the thing that I think is so good about the Vampire Diaries is the way all the dominoes fall. Like, I feel like for the most part, given that it's a dense show with like a shit ton of stuff going on, um, usually you can connect those dots. Like, it's like this causes this, causes this, causes this, causes the predicament that we're currently in, which is difficult for all of our characters we know well for the following reasons. Because of, you know, their flaws and their abilities and their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, Have at it. And then, you know, we have a set piece. But this one, I think this this show is a lot murkier in general. Um, and I think they struggle with making the stakes clear all the time. And is that maybe because nobody can die? I don't know. But it it is something to, to keep your eye on, maybe. Does, is that completely uh, not true, LaToya? Am I wrong? Or what do you think? I think the stakes will be clearer once these characters, especially, again, are court for uh, kind of uh, establish who they are to each other. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so Elijah kind of grandstands a little, like, he's like, look, um, don't fuck with Haley. You would fucking dare threaten an original. And Sophie's like, I have nothing to lose. And she says, you have until midnight to get Klaus to change his mind. Yikes. Uh, so then over at Marcel's big party, we have another old scene, um, where Marcel's like, hey, Klaus, where'd you go? Like, you seem pissed. And Klaus is like, just tell me, like, what's going on with you and the witches? And Marcel does not want to tell him that. (laughs) And Marcel says, you know, I owe you everything that I have, 
but I'm afraid I draw the line on this one. This is my business. I control the witches in my town. Let's leave it like that. Uh, Klaus takes issue with Marcel calling it his town. And he's like, that's kind of funny because when I left 100 years ago, you were just a pathetic little scrapper, uh, quote, still trembling from the lashes of the whips of those who would keep you down. And look at you, master of your domain, prince of the city. And then the music stops and he says, I'd like to know how. I was going to say, if this were Legacies, there'd be a record scratch happening there. <laughs> um, Jill, Jill's like, yeah, Jill you just turned like me that. off from Legacies completely. Yeah, I was like, well, oh. It's a slightly goofier show. There's a bit. It's it's good. It's good. Morgan raps. I did rap a little you, bit. You know about Morgan rapping, Jill? Yeah, I would love to know more, I but rapped. I don't think I can listen to it. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> but I did rap a little, but it's a very plot-heavy rap um, yeah. that I did. I put so. a beat under it. <laughs> it's what everybody has always wanted, right? <laughs> to listen to my sweet flow. Uh, so Marcel <laughs> is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, I wish Morgan's I- got bars. <laughs> Uh, if only <laughs> one day you'll understand Jill. just like Bradley from S Club 7 yeah Bradley's got bars Bradley's got bars yeah. so anyways Marcel is like look you are you jealous I get it like 300 years ago you helped build a backwater penal colony into something you started it but then you left actually you ran through you ran from it I saw it through says, look around. Vampires rule this city. I got rid of the werewolves. I even found a way to shut down the witches. The blood never stops flowing and the party never ends. You want to pass on through? You want to stay a while? Great. What's mine is yours, but it is mine. My home, my family, my rules. And if someone breaks those rules, they die. He's like, you taught me that mercy is, is for the weak. He says, and also, I'm not the prince of the quarter, friend. I'm the king. He is the king. He's living in the Michelson's home and pretending the M stands for Marcel. I mean, baller move. <laughs> I I love it. I love it so fucking much. Um, Klaus gives one of his gives his hat friend a chomp. Terry, like, because you, you he is a character, like an actual character. You have to know the character's name. I know his name is Terry, but he wears that stupid hat, so I have to call him Hat Friend. <laughs> hat yep. Friend is Terry. Afro Friend is Diego. These are characters. We should know their names. Fine. Okay, Thierry and Diego. And by we, that- I mean Jill. Like, we have to, like, Jill needs to know Fair their names. Fair enough. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Do T- I? I'll just end up calling them something else. But, like, at least know their names first so you can, like, jump off from that. Thierry and Diego. Yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. So Thierry gets a chomp from Klaus, and Klaus is like, cool, your friend's going to be dead soon. So, uh, what are you going to do about that? Because you can't kill me. Who has the power now? <laughs> Zoinks. So we get another Rebecca and Elijah phone call. I believe this is when now Rebe- now Rebecca's no longer in the tub. She's in a robe now. Love this arc for her. Things are changing. Um, and Elijah's like, you're never going to believe this, but Klaus doesn't want the baby. <laughs> I just like to imagine that Rebecca was supposed to like go hang out with April Young. Uh, <laughs> but like she got so annoyed by Elijah. She's like, April, I, I can't come out tonight. No, I don't want to like flirt with like Matt and Jeremy. Leave me alone. <laughs> My brother's being so annoying. 
I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. See you in social studies. Um, so Elijah's like, fuck. Like, he was so close. Like, when he heard the baby's heartbeat, I saw it in his eyes. He wanted. He could almost taste happiness. And now his stupid temper has destroyed it. Because even if I was to return him to sanity, he just lost Marcel's trust. Um, so I'm almost out of time to get the girl. And Rebecca's like, are we running an orphanage now? What do you mean get her? Like, God. <laughs> and Elijah says, say what you want about Niklaus, but on my life, I'm not letting anything happen to that baby. So then um, a, a, we get an Elijah and Marcel scene. Uh, dope, 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 dope. Two kings. Yeah. Uh, I, one thing I really love about the originals is just kind of like um, all the Michelsons like their relationship with Marcel. And when I say all, it means like all but Finn. So mm -hmm. you'll see like Eliza's relationship with uh, Marcel as well. You also see Cole's relationship with Marcel. Interesting. Obviously. Yeah. Cause you know, Cole is dead. Cause right. Genocide. Cause genocide <laughs> is good. <laughs> Cause we should be doing genocide and it's a good idea. Thanks, Elena. <laughs> it'll like, look, it'll kill so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I edited that episode and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Elena's like, you don't get it. Lots of vampires will die. It'll be great. And I'm like, Elena. <laughs> did we talk about in that? Because now I'm thinking, did we talk about the fact that Stefan already told her not to do a genocide earlier because of the guilt? And she's like, no, but like, it's good. <laughs> Jesus. Good stuff. Good stuff. What um, a, a character turn <laughs> to not a character at all. Uh. Oh, season five will be different. It is, yeah. It's it's really good to have everyone's you know relationship with Marcel because Marcel's an interesting character, and he he is like he was part of the Michelson family. Yeah, and they thought he was dead, and they left him behind, unfortunately. Which is really sad. Yeah, it's really really sad. Again, end of the affair. Like Rebecca's in mourning for Marcel. Stefan's her rebound, <laughs> and <laughs> Stefan is like her and Klaus's rebound. And they're like. Maybe we found someone, but they can't even take him with them. Like, he wipes his mind instead of taking him with them. <laughs> Stefan is Klaus's new son rebound. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Klaus, we learned from episode two at least, Klaus was actually a pretty good dad. Yeah, he seems like he, he I mean, he gave a shit. He, not so great in that he was, like, really restrictive and forced his child to make, like, heartbreaking choices between people that he loved in eternal life but in that he <laughs> saved this kid and taught him how to fence sure he was a better dad than his dad for sure and 100%. for longer definitely because his dad was never a good dad and always called him boy in that way that's never good don't care for it it's 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 a hard b <laughs> it is a hard b so Elijah kind of comments on how Marcel has gotten quite confident over the past few years. And he's like, me? I think you and your brother are the ones who got cocky coming to my town like you own the place. And Elijah's like, well, we did once. Uh, don't you remember when we were all here and happy? How much do you want to bet that Klaus would always say to Marcel, one day this will all be your son? He, he probably said that too. You know this, right? That is highly possible, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I guess it's mine now. So Elijah asks about, like, how are you controlling the witches? And Marcel's like, that's my business. Everything in the quarter is my business. He says, Klaus comes into town all nice and friendly, and he starts looking down his nose at what I've done. Like, it's some cheap knockoff of one of his dumb paintings. Then he gets pissed off like a little bitch and bites <laughs> one of my guys. 
<laughs> so good. The one person with their head on straight about Klaus is Marcel. A good boy. A wonderful boy. I I'm just like trying to imagine people who like hated a Marcel because he was against Klaus, and I'm like, how? Like, how does it feel to be so wrong? <laughs> Team Marcel. How does it oh, feel yeah. to be on the wrong side of history? <laughs> I, that Marcel, you know what it is? That Marcel, he's just too cocky. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. You, you don't like that, huh? Mm-mm. Cocky red is uppity. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't care for that. Uh, Marcel should maybe know his place. Plays his charge of everything because he's the king and he's my favorite <laughs> and i love him that's his place uh so um elijah's like you know like the blood of a hybrid will cure a werewolf bite which is pretty handy if you need leverage in a negotiation and elijah says if you return the body of jane ann and allow her people to put it to rest you know i'll talk to my brother about helping your friend um, and Marcel's like, well, what do you care about the witches? And Elijah goes, well, that's my business now, isn't it? Two can play at that game, sir. <laughs> Elijah's like, and that's one thing you're, I'll never tell. You know, you, <laughs> you love know, me. XOXO. <laughs> the best original. <laughs> uh, so all the witches are like, okay, time's up. We got to kill the girl. <laughs> I really love how bad this transcript is. Mm-hmm. Literally, the, the, head, the header is, at the cemetery again. Yeah. <laughs> this is awful. Oh. I love it. It's very helpful. Um, still better than anything that exists for legacies, though, because, you know, there's been more time to put it together. Yeah. So Elijah shows up. He has Jane Ann's body. And he's like, look, may she be granted peace. Klaus will agree to your terms. I just need more time. And uh, Agnes, one of the witches, is like, you had your time. It's past. And Sabine goes, shut up, Agnes. <laughs> and I, I, it was this way, at the point in the chat where I'm like, Agnes, this bitch. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if it was at this point, but you did say this bitch about Agnes. Agnes is a real this bitch. <laughs> um, so Elijah's like, look, accept the deal. The girl and the child will be unharmed or Klaus will kill you all and I will help him. Cool. Yes. Jill, you liked that. <laughs> I sure did. If I have to to, to rank our, our main witches uh, on, on the show so far that we got, I would say Sabine, number one. Mm-hmm. Sophie, Agnes, Davina. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I would agree with that. See, Agnes is this bitch. Sabine is that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sabine is so cool. Sabine's hot as fuck. She's so hot. Yeah. And her scene with Elijah was so good. She was just not even a little bit afraid of him. And it was very hot and cool of her. Uh, You know what? I'm going to give a, a little spoiler. We might see some more Sabine and Elijah scenes. I'm just going to say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might. Uh, so then, um, a another scene that I think is also from the old from the backdoor it pilot. Is. Klaus is like drinking a bottle, and he's alone, and he's moping, and uh, and he sh- and Elijah shows up, and Klaus is like, "Have I not made clear my desire to be left alone?" And Elijah's like, "Oh, you demand to be left alone at least once a decade. Your words have ceased to have impact." <laughs> so Klaus is like, "Oh, I hate this. Like, shut up about the baby. It's never gonna be born. Haley's probably already dead." And Elijah's like, "Hey, you don't get to fucking walk away from me." And he chokes. 
Klaus. And Klaus is like, let me go. And Elijah's like, I will not. And, and he throws him on the ground and heaves him up again. And Klaus is like, don't make me say it again. And Elijah's like, I will not let go. I will never let go. Uh, that means two things. Because <laughs> they're brothers and he loves him. <laughs> what i'm so happy truly nothing makes me happier than when something means two things no matter how like obvious it is i like it it's good it makes me happy you know what the good thing about the originals is is that obviously at the end of this episode klaus you know is a little bitch and and daggers elijah but for the most part Klaus can't betray, like with the show, Klaus can't betray Elijah as much as he did at the end of season two of the Vampire Diaries, where he's like, I will reunite us, reunite you with our family. Like mm-hmm. that bitch move. He can't do like things like that, really. Because, nope. you know, now, now we have to like almost like Klaus at least. <laughs> now he has to like try to be like a team player. And here, here, this is his, his terrible plan, is what it is. We learn. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, I fucked up. I need my brother back. Um, And I love that Elijah says, look, even if I have to spend eternity saving you from your own stubborn, petulant, vile self, if I have to beat you, as father used to beat you, to remind you of your own humanity, to care about anything. Uh, And he, like, is hitting him. And then Klaus grabs, like, Klaus, like, gets the upper hand and they're fighting and they're fighting. And... Like, Klaus is like, you're beyond pathetic, Elijah. And Elijah's like, whatever. Who's more pathetic? The one who sees hope to make his family whole or the coward who only sees the world through his own fear? Good point. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Um, Klaus says he hasn't cared about anything for centuries. What now? (laughs) This is when you brought up Big Simpin himself. I'm like, excuse me, Big Simpin, Mr. Horse Drawing, I think you cared about a certain blonde high schooler quite a bit. But at the same time, it kind of then says, maybe, you know, Caroline's just like an insert for something, like, not really caring, but like, but uh, as we all know, it's an insert for Rebecca. <laughs> but maybe True. something else, too. It's like, she's so good. He's like, maybe I can have this, but like... I, I think I would like if they're like saying he didn't really care too much about Caroline. He was just focusing on something he can't have in general. She was a concept I like that. I do feel like that is to an extent true because obviously like the way that they are, like it can't work. So if he would expect her to like be able to like completely compromise her morals to be able to like be with him, then he clearly doesn't like respect or understand her the way he like says he does and mm-hmm. if he you know feels these things for her uh so the kind of the conceptual thing i think makes a lot more sense i don't think he's honest enough with himself to know that that's what it is but yeah when is he ever honest with himself <laughs> never i also think he's like he's so much that person who's like whatever i didn't care about that like about everything he's ever cared about the second it doesn't work like that he was that with the hybrids too where he was like whatever i don't i didn't even give a shit about that like i didn't even care even about that <laughs> and it's like oh my god like you were crying mascara tears about them two seconds ago and now he's like <laughs> i don't even care i don't even care about it and i'm like i'm surprised they really went the guy liner route with klaus for for all the moments where he gets his eyes get so watery <laughs> It's so, so misty. So 
like Klaus calls Elijah uh, a sentimental fool, and Elijah's like, yeah, maybe, but I've lasted this long in spite of it, haven't I? Um, and like, but before this, Klaus has asked him this, like, why do you do this? Like, why do you care? And Elijah says, because I failed you. Because the first time our father laid a hand on you, I should have struck him dead. I made a promise to you always and forever. And I'm like, oh, like that I think is something he's never said, but that I think I've felt this whole time, which mm-hmm. is, I think, the best kind of writing. The idea that like Elijah will always take care of Klaus and protect him because he didn't that first time and is trying yeah. to make up for it. He's like, I wasn't able to save you from our dad. So I will try to save you from every other thing you bring upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, I mean, that's like, that's what, when you have like a formative, like experience and like a formative tragedy in your life, like it echoes. And I think that is so apparent with Klaus and Elijah, which is cool and good to me. Thumbs up. And that's something, of course, we can explore more in the show. And that's good. That's why this show is good to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think just the originals existing is great, and that it, it's a natural spinoff for the show because these characters are so rich and they have so much to offer outside of the Vampire Diaries. It'd be like not just throwing away money not to do the spinoff, mm-hmm. but just like throwing away story, kind of like Angel with a uh, Buffy, honestly. Yeah, so it's it, it they're they're two like good spinoffs that genuinely explore like other ideas that are like kind of related to the concept like really both explore like vampirism more Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i think the vampire diaries as much as i love it is like less about vampires and is more about like dealing with magic and family and Mm -hmm. like life and loss and being in a fantastical place whereas i do think the originals is like more about the tragedy of an eternal life mm-hmm. and the like having you know like centuries worth of mistakes under your belt and like mm-hmm. dealing with it and having to build something new and having to mm-hmm. think about like legacy uh pardon the pun but yeah this is not your legacy but also like <laughs> the trauma of the fact that with great power comes great responsibility essentially very very true um our next scene, uh, Klaus is crying on a bench. <laughs> the the bench scene is great, and you wouldn't know that from the way that it's cut here. Yeah, um, it seems cut a lot, which is a bummer. But what are you gonna do? Uh, we see the witches all like doing Jane Ann's funeral. We see Rebecca ignoring a call from her brother, and Elijah does some voiceover about how family gives us an un- immeasurable power. Um, but it's also about responsibility to love without condition, without apology. And we can never waver from the power of that bond, even if it's tested. The bond nourishes us, gives us strength. Without that power, we are nothing. And this is where Klaus is like really kind of cracking a little bit. And he's like, this place was my home. And Marcel has everything I ever wanted. Power, loyalty, family. I made him in my image and he has bettered me. I want what he has. I want it back. I want to be king. Uh, good. <laughs> in my opinion, good. Yeah. Was a, a, a clear purpose for this show. That's what it is. That's how you can make Klaus the protagonist of his own show. Yeah, because I think the the whole thing is what is the point of being unkillable and all of this stuff if you have nothing to show for it? And Klaus has nothing. 
Like, it, it, because he keeps giving everything he has away. Like, his family's like, hey, you can have love and connection to us. And he's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want this new thing that's on the horizon that I'm going to, you know, like, he is, uh, he's Charlie Brown with the football all the time. <laughs> and as Elijah even says in this episode, Klaus was basically just a big fish in a small pond in Mystic Falls. Mm-hmm. The hated one. <laughs> Pathetic. Come on. Come on, Klaus. You were the scourge of Europe. What are you doing? Uh, so Elijah tells Klaus that he thinks this child could offer him the one thing he never believed he had, which is the unconditional love of family. Which, like, I don't know, like we talked about it, like, that's not always guaranteed for everybody. Yeah. And it's it's certainly something that Klaus kind of does have but denies that he has because mm-hmm. i think look rebecca's been through it but it's clear she loves klaus and she has loved him with at least very few conditions for a very long time <laughs> she should put more conditions on their love yeah <laughs> put a condition on their love please <laughs> yeah but klaus does not accept her love like he he wants it only when it's convenient to him like he wants the loyalty that comes with love like that, but he doesn't want to like engage in the relationship ever, which is why it's like this. <laughs> Jill, do you think Klaus could be a good dad? I mean, we've seen that he's a good dad for the most part. What about to a baby? No. <laughs> to a baby he doesn't want? No. <laughs> a crying baby. How do, how do you think Klaus would react to a crying baby? Probably similar to how I react to a crying baby. <laughs> Not well. Baby, you cry at me, the most powerful being. You dare cry at me. (laughs) You soil the diapers I bought for you. (laughs) Now, this is good content. This I would like to see. I, I would like to watch Klaus yell at a baby. <laughs> I would like to see him build a crib. <laughs> oh, boy. Klaus builds Ikea furniture. <laughs> there aren't enough screws. <laughs> oh, my God. So Klaus says, okay, tell Sophie we have a deal. Um, then we go up to this big house. Uh, I think this is new stuff. We are – this is, like, the old governor's house, I guess we learn later. Yeah, I just like yeah because we don't really know her. what it is until the next episode with the flashback. Yeah, it's the old governor's uh, house. And you know, remember how we used to say that, like, um, you know, the salvatores like, and, like, the Lockwood should, like, live in plantations, basically? <laughs> That's what this is. Yes. Um, it's so, like, it's a big old dusty manor and everything's under sheets and Daly's, like, pulling it off and there's a crib and um, she's like, Jesus, this place is ancient. And he's like, yeah, but it should work for us. You know, it's sanctuary from our business in the quarter. Uh, right now, you're the most important person in this family and you need a good home. And he's like, so I'm curious. And all this time, has anyone actually asked you how you feel? Like he's about such a being good a boy. What did you think of Elijah and Haley's kind of, I think, one of the big new dynamics of this? How did you how did you feel? What did you think? I like them a lot. Um, it's just it's not the Haley that we know. So I just I, once once that appears, I'll probably like it more. Right. <laughs> the Haley that we know with Elijah. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Um, because I don't know if you guys recall when Elijah was kind of like dating Catherine Pierce, but um, <laughs> him having a very mouthy, sassy gal with him as a scene partner is good to me. <laughs> yes. Elijah has a type. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. Uh, so um, Haley, you know, explains like she was abandoned and she was born and her adoptive parents kicked her out when she turned into a wolf. So she says, I don't know how to feel about being a mother because I never had a good one. And Elijah promises, gives, gives her his word, which we know means something and says, I will always protect you. Hmm. And then Klaus no. shows up. Yep. Yeah. To be a little bitch. I was just saying, you know who could have been a good mother to Haley? Carol Lockwood, if she didn't fuck Carol. We don't know, actually. She did think Carol was hot. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Let right, Haley fuck a woman. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Uh, Klaus comes in and is Let like, yeah, be talking noble Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um so What uh, do you do you not want that from me, Morgan? I want that for you so badly. Would love that for you. <laughs> Would love that journey for you. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So um like Klaus is like, ah yes, noble Elijah always keeps his word. And I'm like, Shut up, you bitch. asshole. <laughs> And Elijah's like, is it done? And he's like, yeah, underhanded deal worked great. Marcel accepted my blood and my heartfelt apologies. Uh, Thierry yet lives. And I remain a welcome guest in the quarter. And Elijah's like, cool. I think the witches can be trusted. They released Haley to me. They haven't been super forthcoming. Marcel obviously is something they need. They don't want him dead. And there must be a reason why. The reason why... Uh, it's Davina. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to sing from Starstruck. <laughs> Jill, don't. We, she, now, Davina, she likes to draw, so Klaus should love her. Um, and Marcel kind of comes in and is like, Davina, you know, are, like, is it all quiet out there? And Davina says, the witches know better than to use magic. They know I can sense it when they do. What about the old ones? They're dangerous, and I don't want them to hurt you. <laughs> And Marcel's like, ah, the originals, Davina, as powerful as you are, they don't stand a chance. <laughs> dun, <Yay>. dun, dun. <laughs> He's got a, a, a little girl. <laughs> the one thing no one could expect. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I think Davina as a character isn't, isn't I, I like a lot of stuff about the character and her backstory when we find out. I'm like, the backstory is like, I think it's pretty fucking gnarly, actually. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Julie Pleck love and flop people. <laughs> and I, I, I say this with love because she's also cast so many people I adore, but there's also like always a healthy amount of duds. And I just, uh, Davina's not it's doing half it. Half the cast is duds, which is an issue. Yeah. Like why Davina, Davina, is like melatonin for me. Like she makes me fall asleep. <laughs> and Jill, I know Davina's not working for you so far either. <laughs> no. It's interesting. Unfortunately, no. And we did not poison the well by giving her any uh, Davina, Davina opinions at all. Yeah, you guys had said nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I want to I know how Jill feels about this. <laughs> her and Sophie, I'm like, I want to know how Jill, Jill feels. I don't mind Sophie. Davina's not it. <laughs> 
Latoya, I'm wondering, based on the performances you've said you liked more, like, they seem like they're on shows that are, like, a little, like, more fun, for lack of a better word. Like, I'm wondering if, like, all of these people would respond to, like, getting to do roles with more energy to them, because I do feel like their roles are very sleepy. <laughs> yeah, they have sleepy roles here. They're... I'm just like I'm. I'm like trying to go through like the whole series of what I can remember to see if anything is better from them performance wise, and I'm just like, not really. Even if they like trying to change it up, not really. All right. <laughs> and I mean, I was say like they're not all on the sh- show for the same amount of time, so mm-hmm. like I can't, I'm not gonna tell you who's on for longest or shortest, but like. Yeah. I can just go through the Rolodex though, and you know, <laughs> again. We get some new blood in season two. Mm-hmm. And I actually love all the actors they add in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love every single one of them. Yeah. Good shit on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in, I believe, our fi- uh, yeah, our final scene. Uh, this is a new one, baby. Klaus and Elijah are like in, it looks like a little like den in the house. And they're you know taking more sheets off of furniture. <laughs> and Elijah's like, yeah, in addition to whatever his secret weapon is that he uses to control the witches, Marcel has a small army of vampires. If we work together, we can destroy them from the inside. And Klaus is like, cool. Is Rebecca going to come? Like, and like stop her pouting long enough to enjoy the fun. And Shut Elijah's up. like... <laughs> She's made her disinterest in, like, hanging out with you quite clear. <laughs> and Klaus is like, ah, one too many times, daggered and shoved in a box, I gather. Or perhaps she doesn't share your unwavering belief that I can be saved. And Elijah's like, I don't know, she could surprise us. We all swore the same vow. And Klaus says, I hope she stays far away because my desire is to reclaim this town, to steal from Marcel that which he holds most dear. But I have realized one massive vulnerability. One weakness Marcel could exploit. And unfortunately for all of us, that weakness is Elijah. So he daggers Elijah and he says, forgive me. There is no, brother, there's no power in love. Mercy makes you weak. Family makes you weak. If I am going to win this war, I have to do it alone. And I would like to talk about Elijah's face when he is daggered. <laughs> he is so angry. He is, like, borderline snarling at Klaus, and it is a great performance. He went yeah. through so much. He did so much work for all of this, and Klaus is a little bitch ass. Just because he's like, actually, like, I am most, I'm stronger alone, which is, to me, like, the most- I have a plan. Like, God, that is so immature. Like, that is so, like, little boy. Like, oh, I actually am, like, better off. Um, Having feelings makes you weak. I'm like, shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> when has anything you've ever done worked out? You dummy. <laughs> Fool. <sighs> it got me, though. It was a good twist. It's it a good twist, yeah. Yeah, that, like I said, that's a new scene. That's That, that was not in the, the backdoor pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jill's right. Like, it is a good twist. And I, I do think there is something just like that framing the idea that like, is this Elijah's show? No, it's Klaus's. Like, that, that's fun. Yeah. I was going to say, is there maybe like some time passed between like all the stuff we've seen and maybe that final like scene where they're moving into the house? Maybe that could like, because otherwise time doesn't make sense on the show. Yeah, maybe, because it's like, I mean, this took place at the end of the last season, and like, we know Rebecca had a uh, a threesome and a hot European vacation in the meantime, so. The Matt Donovan and Nadja. Nadja. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not dead, darling. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I truly am not sure how time works um, on any of the spinoffs. <laughs> I mean, Jill, there will be some um, time jumps, baby. On, uh, on the originals? And the Vampire Diaries. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and for that, in Legacies, we don't know what year it is. Don't know what we year it is. We just know it's the future. There is speculation huh. about what year it is. Um, but it's unclear what year it is. <laughs> okay. It's strange. <laughs> um, and on that note, moving right along to 102, House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> <laughs> so at Marcel, so like, um, it is. Well, you want to talk about the peas a little bit? Klaus. Oh, uh, yes. Expositing. Yeah. About this is his home and his and his. <laughs> Uh, Latoya, would you like would you like to explain? I the, didn't mark the it down, but mostly it was just him saying, "Here's why we're here. Um, I have a mission. I don't care who stands in my way. I want to be the king again. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's conspiring against me. There's a baby. Uh, the baby's barely yeah. <laughs> a factor in it. Honestly, it's more about like me, 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 gonna be the king. Mm-hmm. Marcel, better watch out. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. And now for like a, a real original like episode of the originals. Mm-hmm. So we start with some, like, Marcel voiceover, and he talks about, like, the city of New Orleans. People of all stripes and flavors from all <laughs> over the country come here to party on our streets. Um, so we see these two tourists, um, a man and a woman, and they're given this uh, flyer. There's a big old M on it, uh, and it says the abattoir where the party never ends. So they go to the party. It's at Marcel's place. They get the M stamped on their hands, and Marcel says, at the stroke of midnight, everything changes, and it's time to feed. So we see Marcel and Klaus up on a balcony watching the party, and so, like, you know, at the stroke of midnight, all of Marcel's vampires just, like, feed on all of the humans who, like, scream in terror, and it's, like, this, like, kind of crazy free-for-all it rules (laughs) yeah marcel's like this is how i keep my guys happy the occasional all-you-can-eat buffet um and we touch again on this thing that i don't think they talked about in the pilot but they talked about in the backdoor pilot the idea that um marcel's people are kind of broken into two groups like his night walkers and his day walkers so he gives Mm -hmm. daylight rings to his inner circle Um, and, like, rewards them with, like, you know, like, you get a daylight ring promotion, and, like, the Nightwalkers are, like, the lower-level minions, and this is how he keeps all of them happy. (laughs) Which I like. Even smarter is that he feeds the victims uh, vampire blood so they can recover and erases their memory so they don't know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jamin Salvatore found dead in a ditch? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, so Klaus is like, cool, cool, cool. So what about all the victims? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, no, I heal them and I send them on their way. Um, and Klaus is like, cool, this is impressive. And Marcel's like, oh, you know, nothing I didn't learn from you back in the day. Um, and then Thierry shows up in his hat and lets us know that six uh, of Marcel's guys were killed in a bar outside of the quarter. They were night walkers and no one saw who did it. Cut to <laughs> Rebecca driving away in her convertible, looking at herself in the mirror and wiping off a drop of blood on her cheek and essentially turning it into blush. Uh, good for queen her. shit. <laughs> and again, given 
time things. This was suggested after the season five premiere of Vampire Diaries, correct? Yes. So she is fresh off her European vacation. She's feeling feisty. Uh, she is told Matt Donovan, uh, don't you dare miss me. And uh, she's off into the night. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. <laughs> <laughs> Truly so hot. Uh, so then um, at the Michelson's place, Rebecca parks in front and leaves Elijah a voicemail and is like, I don't know why you're not answering your phone, but like, what the fuck? Like, I came here to New Orleans. So like, pick up before I kick in your door. So she walks in and who is there? But Haley wielding a, a poker and Haley does ask who the hell she is. And Rebecca's like, oh, cool. You're the maid. My bags are in the car. And Haley's like, I am not the maid. And Rebecca's like, oh, you're the pregnant girl. <laughs> cool. Haley's like, cool, you have your brother's manners. And Rebecca goes, yeah, his temper too. Where's Elijah? And so Haley reveals that Elijah is, quote, long gone. He says, one minute, he was making epic promises about protecting me. Um, and like from this predicament that a bottle of scotch and some bad decisions got me into. He's all poetic about how we're family. And then Klaus told me he bailed. Guess that's what I get for trusting a vampire. And Rebecca's like, okay, Elijah's not just any vampire. He doesn't break promises. This means that Nick Klaus has done something dastardly and Klaus-like. <laughs> and she screams, Klaus, get out here and tell me what you've done with our brother, you narcissistic backstabbing wanker. <laughs> Good shit. So Klaus like walks in like like Kramer style and is like, giddy up, enough with all the shouting. <laughs> And he's like, wow, I assume the six dead vampires were your doing. And Rebecca says they were very rude. And we get quick cuts of Rebecca um, like beating the shit out of these guys with a pool stick, which yeah. rules. And because this is like a real episode, it like it works better than like just showing the flashbacks of things we've seen from Klaus in the pilot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Jill, did you like seeing uh, Rebecca kicking ass? <laughs> yeah, this is a flashback I, I like. <laughs> Because it was also, like, the day before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you don't mind – yeah, you don't mind a yesterday flashback. Yeah, no. And if it's Rebecca, like, murdering a bunch no. of men. I believe you You do mind yesterday flashbacks. That's what I learned from season three. We're like, and this is how they did the thing to get one over on Klaus. Oh, that was weird. That was just weird, though. Yeah, good to me. <laughs> yeah. But I think Jill didn't like that because she's like, I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> That did have a lot of like weird like micro flashbacks and like the color gradients they were weird and within a flashback in that episode. <laughs> yep. I oh yeah, that. that was the one Quentin Tarantino directed. That was <laughs> uh uh so Rebecca uh clowns on Klaus for not having any friends and Klaus is like, I actually do have friends. I have Marcel. Um you remember him, right? It's like he fancies himself the king of the quarter and he has rules about killing vampires, so Wonder how he'll react to what you've done. And Rebecca's like, I don't give a shit about Marcel or his rules. Elijah doesn't uh -huh. welch on deals. What did you do to him? And Klaus is like, hmm, who knows? Maybe he's on holiday. Maybe he's taking a long autumn nap upstairs. Why don't you look around? You remember this house as well as I. And Rebecca says, I remember everything. And then walks out of the room and into the 1820s. <laughs> Uh, so this is fun. Everybody's in period clothes. Uh, Jill did not like anyone's dresses. No, they were all <laughs> ugly. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't really like Rebecca's dress either. So Rebecca's like, yes, I remember how the drunken fool of a governor hid away all of our vampire sins in exchange for gold. So um, both 
Elijah and Rebecca had like love interests at this point and they are like making out with people. Rebecca's with the governor's son. And I want to note because given the time, so obviously Elijah's with a black woman. Yeah. Um, Should note that's not a house slave. That's like actually his girlfriend. Yes. Which good. Cool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just want to note that right there because obviously slavery is a part of this whole thing. Does she come back up? Yes. Ooh, fun. Um, and so, uh, Rebecca has brought, uh, her boyfriend Emil and is like, Elijah, you've only ever wanted me to be happy. Emil and I are in love. Please let me turn him. Emil's a fucking flop. (laughs) Emil is so boring. Truly, little Lego head. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just like, Rebecca, this isn't the one, honey. Like, I I don't agree with Klaus's methods, but, you know, his assessment is fair. (laughs) Honestly, pre-Marcel, like, Rebecca was just going for flops. Fucking Alex. Alex! Oof. Oh, yes, the ancient Alex. Uh, So Klaus (laughs) is like, LOL, this is pretty funny. And Elijah's trying to be more delicate. And it's like, look, the governor is like being really chill about us. But if we turn his son into one of us, he probably won't like that. And Rebecca kind of pleads. And Klaus is like, it's not happening. If we turned every man you dropped your knickers for, then human beings would cease to exist. And we'd have no bloody food. And this is how um, people who've never watched Vampire Diaries learn that Klaus wants to fuck his sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strong vibes in this scene. Yeah, Jill, do, do you deny it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was there. I He's felt jealous. <laughs> he pushes this guy over the railing and, you know, down like a level, um, you know, breaking his neck on purpose. Uh, so he kills Emil, poor, and Rebecca is, you know, again forced to, you know, scream and cry over another man she thought was the one. <laughs> poor thing. So present day, Klaus is like, well, I mean, he wasn't good enough for you. Who is, Klaus? You have anyone in mind? Huh? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and Rebecca says, no one was ever good enough for me, Nick. You made sure of that. Now, where is Elijah? So Klaus gets a phone call and he tries to leave. And Klaus is like, yeah, it looks like my night's not over yet. I got invited to drinks with Marcel. And Rebecca's like, look, Elijah told me about your plan to take apart Marcel's empire piece by piece. I don't remember it involving you two drinking New Orleans dry together. And Klaus then clowns on Rebecca for not having many friends. He says, but what (laughs) stuff? friends do when they get together is they drink and when they drink they tell secrets and marcel has found a way to control the entirety of the witches in the quarter and i aim to uncover the how so i might take it for myself finding elijah doesn't make it on my to-do list for today and he leaves but then he pauses and he goes oh and welcome home little sister what a dick (laughs) (laughs) the littlest bitch uh, Rebecca enlists Haley's help to look around. Uh, they're going to look around a bunch of places, including some secret rooms. Uh, they go to this uh, cellar, and there's all these cobwebs. And Haley sees the coffins. <laughs> and Haley's like, "You think Klaus killed Elijah?" And Rebecca's like, "No, no, no, we can't be killed." But that doesn't stop Klaus from finding ways to torture us. And she explains the silver daggers. It says Klaus gets his jollies from keeping us in a box until he decides to pull the dagger out. That must be what he's done to Elijah. Apparently that wasn't in the mind melt. 
She points to a coffin and says, this one's mine. <laughs> no. Uh, this uh, mermaid bonding is morbid as fuck. Yes, the two mermaids are hanging out and they are they are just chilling. I mean, we, we saw Rebecca in the tub. We don't know if her, her legs turned to, to fins. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, she touched water is probably what happened. <laughs> Um, so Haley's like, so he just keeps your coffin on standby? Like, that's fucked up. And Rebecca's like, yeah, he likes to be prepared for when his family members inevitably disappoint him. And she's like, all right, Elijah must be stashed somewhere else. And Haley's like, I feel sick. And Rebecca's like, welcome to the family, love. You should have run the second you realized Elijah was gone. And Haley explains that there's some kind of hex on her. And as long as she's carrying this baby, she can't leave New Orleans. If she does, she'll be killed. And Rebecca says, well, knowing Klaus, he's planning a box for you the second you give birth to whatever's cooking in your tum. (laughs) And she says, I'm leaving as soon as I find Elijah. Being daggered in a box for decades sucks. Trust me. You'd best find a way to break the hex and run. So hence starts uh, Haley's journey of the episode <laughs> of trying to figure out uh, how to get out of all of this, which uh, fair. Understandable. Yeah. 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 Like I, th- this is not ideal. This was not a planned pregnancy and it does not seem to have a lot of positive outcomes on the horizon. So who, who could blame her? They, they just fucked the one and only time. It was a punishment. As most pregnancies are. And by most, I mean all. I agree. <laughs> Again, I, babies are parasites. <laughs> um, while I don't necessarily feel that babies are parasites, I do agree that pregnancy is often like a punishment to female characters. Yeah. But there are good things about babies, too. I, again, uh-huh. I don't consider myself to be hugely pro-baby. I'm you just seem not like anti. You pro-baby person <laughs> the most around pro-baby on this pod. <laughs> I, I am. I'm just like, I'm, I'm pretty baby neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so at Russo's, Sophie is working, she's scrubbing, uh, and she hears something spooky and it's like, what's that? Actually, it's Rebecca. Uh, and she's like, my brother Elijah told me about you. Do you know who I am? And Sophie's like, yeah. And Rebecca's like, then you know we need to talk. Dun, dun, dun. You know what? Would probably make Sophie better to me. She was and gay. It's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> she was gay and wanted to kiss Rebecca? I, I, think, I, I think that's another thing. Too many women on this sh- these shows have the energy that they should be kissing some girls, and they're just not. Yeah. The, yeah, there's a lot of co-opting of gay energy, but not a lot of being gay. <laughs> Honestly, every take Jill could possibly have about all of these shows, I'm so excited for. Every new character, I'm like, I wonder what Jill thinks about this one. Yeah. Oh, man. Good shit. When do I meet the deep voice guy? Soon. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I was too. waiting for him these episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's it's too early because Haley isn't the character yet. Yeah. Right. So she needs to meet the man who will say, Haley. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> the deep voice man. <laughs> so we, we go to the cemetery and Rebecca and Sophie are walking like around all the mausoleums. And Rebecca's like, do a locator spell on the dagger in Elijah's chest so we can find him. And she's like, magic is punishable by death, like per Marcel's rules. I can't use it and rebecca's like well marcel who gives a shit about him what do you think i'm gonna do to you if you don't give me what i want hot you know who would say fuck these rules bonnie and then bonnie would fuck marcel let bonnie fuck marcel that would be good to me uh so sophie's like actually you can't do anything to me because i'm linked to Haley." and rebecca's literally like who and then she goes oh right the mumsy <laughs> 
She goes, well, lucky for you, Elijah seems to care about her. Otherwise, I'd break your neck. He goes, well, how did Marcel get so powerful? He wasn't like this when I left. Sophie explains Marcel is a way to tell whenever there is magic being done in the quarter. The how isn't relevant. We know that the how is Davina. And the how is relevant because the witches do know who it is. They yeah. even acknowledge that later, uh, like Davina and Marcel. like Doing a little prank. Um, and Rebecca's like, you know what's not relevant? A bunch of witches who can't do magic. Here's an idea. Move <laughs> away. And Sophie's like, we actually practice ancestral magic. The cemetery is filled with the remains of our witch ancestors. Without access to them, we're powerless. If we run, we leave our legacy behind, our home, our family. And Rebecca's like, ugh, family's overrated. Ancestral magic fucking sucks if you have to be, you have to be like in the vicinity. I mean, like, give me some expression, baby. This is Nola. <laughs> it's called expression baby uh so sophie's like i don't know like you really hate family so much you're here and she's like i'm here for elijah and i'm leaving when i find him like he was the one who was like fool enough to believe that this baby would save klaus and now he's missing probably because of klaus uh and she's like also like there's a lot of history you're probably not aware of. And Sophie's like, I don't know. I know that Klaus sired Marcel. And she's like, you don't get it. Marcel's not just some guy Klaus turned into a vampire. Klaus loved him like a son. So we go to the 1820s. And we are at the funeral for Emil. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, well, yeah, he killed him like there immediately. We meet him, killed him, funeral time. So yeah, truly at the funeral for Rebecca's uh, first Lego boyfriend, boyfriend that we met in this episode, we meet perhaps a new one. So uh, we meet Marcel as a child. He is being whipped by a man on a horse. Yes, because he is um, the governor's bastard son because the governor raped one of his slaves and that is how you get Marcel. And also this, when I was rewatching this recently is when I was like, why don't the originals just stop slavery? Yeah. Stop Hitler. All of these <laughs> things. Do it. And I'm like, I need to, I should probably just write the, the thing where vampires stop this. They were really busy uh, having uh, petty disagreements between all of them. They uh, So they decided to not do anything that would have been really helpful. Because we, we know they're not racist. Again, Well, just a black girlfriend. Yeah, but they're like, eh, not our problem. <laughs> they're like, racism, I think they think is like beneath them, basically. They're like, this is, who cares? <laughs> they all they're all blood bags anyway i'm like i don't know the people that it's happening to maybe be helpful i mean yeah it's very nice that klaus helps marcel but like help the rest of them <laughs> yes please so uh klaus like has this moment with young marcel who uh he's like what's your name and he says he doesn't have one his mom wouldn't name him till he turned 10 in case the fever took him but then it took her it's very sad really sad it is and klaus like kneels down to get like more towards like his eye level and he's like how about marcellus it comes from mars the god of war it means little warrior oh and uh, it's really sweet. And also, I think it's important to say that Klaus, like, um, fucking killed the guy that was hurting Marcel. <laughs> and it rules. Yeah. And Elijah and Rebecca watch from afar and are like, hmm, maybe there's hope for our brother after all. And then Rebecca explains the stuff Latoya said about, like, seeing himself in this boy. It yeah. should be Rebecca sobbing because her boyfriend's dead. <laughs> this is his funeral. 
Yeah. <laughs> what number boyfriend do we feel this is that Klaus has specifically killed because uh, she liked him too much? Like maybe it's like once the shock of it is kind of passed, maybe a numbness sets in. Because she probably didn't date for the 50 years after he had the hunter's curse. And he was dealing with that after she, he killed Alex and the rest of them. Oh, good God. Oh, fuck. A, I, a vibrant history they have. A rich, vibrant history. <laughs> absolute nightmares um so uh so like rebecca tells like the witches all you've done is bring back together two lost souls and without elijah between them who knows what they'll do together then we go to this pub and we see uh marcel and klaus together and uh like klaus is like oh hey are you looking at camille who's studying at the bar and Marcel calls Camille a work in progress uh, in terms of, like, he's trying to lay down some game on her. And so far, I guess it has not been working. <laughs> I mean, he's just using his natural charm, which should work. It's not like he has to engage slave protocol or something like that. Oh, a little <laughs> reference to something else. Uh, so. Uh, you love it, Morgan. <laughs> God, it's my, my nightmare. Uh, so. Klaus is like, shouldn't you be eating her for lunch? Like, she must be special to you. And Marcel's like, yeah, whatever. Business called. So he explains that the coroner has called him. Um, they're in contact uh, in case any dead tourists show up with vampire blood in their system. Uh, so it happens, you know, someone takes a drunken tumble off a balcony or into the Mississippi. And Marcel is like, today I have two of them to deal with. Then we see Cammy kind of like start to get up and get her stuff and leave. And Klaus goes and intercepts her. And it's like, what are you studying? And she's like, oh, abnormal psychology. And he's like, oh, abnormal psychology. Well, perhaps you could help me diagnose my friend over here. He's been a little depressed. Can't keep his mind off a girl. He tells me she's a queen fit for a king. I think he should cut his losses and move on. But what's your professional opinion? Wingman Klaus is good it's up there with simp klaus i was cracking up i loved this scene it is very charming and it barely works on camille like like she's like be nice and ask me out and marcel asks and she's like i'll think about it <laughs> like leaves and they're like oh are we losing our touch <laughs> i mean i hate to say it but the girl is playing hard to get mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what she is doing Yes. So then uh, we see Haley. She goes up to that magic shop that we saw in the last episode and she asks this girl, Katie, for one teensy tiny little herb. And that herb is crushed aconite flower, also known as wolfsbane. Uh, and Katie's like, that's poison. You're going to kill a wolf. And Haley says, just a little one. Dun, dun, dun. Joe's like, yes. <laughs> At first, I thought she was going to. Like, because they all call her Little Wolf. I was like, is she just going to off herself? <laughs> and then it clicked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they call her Little Wolf, but then they're like, yeah, it's, come on, guys, get it, tighten up the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Katie instructs her, like, how to, like, cut it with another weed and put it in some tea. And she says, look, it's an ugly town for wolves. So you're doing the right thing. And Haley's like, yeah, thanks, and leaves. Uh, and then Katie calls someone and is like, want to gain points? Tell Marcel there's a werewolf in the quarter. Snitching ass bitch. A truly a snitching ass bitch. So then we go to a parking garage. Uh, in the back of the van, there are two people in body bags. They are the man and woman that we saw from the opening. Um, and Marcel gives them a little spiel and is like, "Welcome back to the land. Welcome to the land of the newly dead. 
I won't waste your time. Like, Thierry, you filled them in. And he's like, not much in the way of potential here. And Marcel goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost six guys. I got holes to fill. I'll keep this quick. And he explains to them that they are like becoming vampires. They need to drink blood or they'll die. And um, this time for good. So then he turns to Klaus and he says, what do you think? Cute dorky girl or gay best friend? So, you know, I guess I guess Marcel has good gaydar. Um, and Klaus is like, I don't know, dealer's choice. And Marcel's like, cool, dealer's choice it is. He shows them an old gold coin and he puts it between them and says, whoever picks up the coin first gets to live forever. The other one dies. Go. So poor Josh just looks at his friend Tina in horror and she grabs the coin immediately. Fucking Tina. Marcel loves this shit. <laughs> he's like, damn, girl. He is laughing. He's like, this is hilarious. And Josh is like, how could you? And Tina goes, get over it, Josh. It's not like I had a choice. You would have done the same thing, but you're a little. And Marcel just kills her and says, let her die in cold storage because he snaps her neck. He says, I got a thing about people who betray their own friends. He goes, come on, let's go for a ride. So they leave. Um, and Rebecca is watching from a balcony. And I'm like, what are you, Elijah in the like pilot? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to stand on a balcony next episode? <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Tune in next time. Uh, so then we have a flashback to um, Rebecca practicing fencing with a young Marcel. And Klaus is like side coaching him. And Marcel takes off his mask and tells Rebecca that he's going to marry her someday. Aww. But she's like, I I would never marry someone who can't best me at fencing. Hot. <laughs> what about I wouldn't marry someone who's like 14? I mean, I felt like that probably went unsaid, but I like. Yeah, she's just humoring him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it, that's kind of like a nice way, I feel like, to put him off and be like, maybe one day when you, you know, can beat me in a duel in the future when, you know, you're not a child. Uh, <laughs> then. In a later memory, Marcel is uh, the man we know, <laughs> and they duel, and he backs her up into a corner, and they take off their fencing masks, and he's leaning in for a kiss, and then Klaus shows up and is like, no one fucks my sister, but possibly me. <laughs> but that is entirely nonverbal. That's just the energy he's bringing with him. <laughs> Uh, so then in the present day, Marcel finds Rebecca on the balcony and he's like, wow, Rebecca, come to teach me another lesson. Last time I saw you, Royal Street was burning and you were all fleeing from the city from your daddy. <laughs> so Rebecca's like, I thought you were dead. And Marcel kind of brings up and you never looked back to find out. And why are you here? And Rebecca says she's looking for Elijah. She's worried Klaus did something. And Marcel's like, stop, stop, stop. If there's one thing I learned about you, Michaelsons, it's don't get into the middle of family feuding. It doesn't end well, which um, pretty smart, like in terms of uh, self-preservation. Yeah, it's like that's the the most necessary bit of exposition in, in this, these episodes. Just don't, <laughs> don't like fuck with them and their family shit. Truly don't. Yeah, you could not pay me. Uh- <laughs> Even though he's lying. <laughs> He is lying, yes. Yeah. But he's also right, and maybe he should like realize he's right and like stop doing this. Take your own advice, babe. 
so then uh, in a flashback, like Marcel and Klaus are talking and Marcel's like, seriously, there's nothing going on with uh, between us. Like, I swear it. And Klaus says, your life means something to me. Like, give me the privilege of honesty or that will cease to be the case. And he says, I like her and I think it's mutual, but I haven't done anything about it and I wouldn't. And Klaus says, and you won't. I love my sister, but she lacks fortune when it comes to men. They come and go for her, but I am the constant. <laughs> um, How is someone supposed to interpret that? Uh, the man wants to fuck his sister. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, Klaus basically threatens Marcel and says, like, you know, I won't turn you into a vampire unless you, you know, stop sniffing around Rebecca, uh, which is a fucking bummer. So in the present day, Rebecca's like, God, even after everything you've achieved, you're still scared of Klaus. And Marcel's like, I'm not scared of anyone, honey. Uh, And Rebecca's like, look, if I find out you know where Elijah is, you don't have to be scared of Klaus. I'll kill you myself. And Marcel's like, cool, nostalgia's a blast and all, but I can't help you. Good luck finding what you're looking for. And then he just jumps off the balcony. (laughs) Which is really cute. Um, So then uh, at another bar in the quarter, uh, Marcel walks in, finds Klaus. And Klaus is like, huh, woman trouble? And Marcel's like, you dick. Why didn't you tell me Rebecca was back in town? And Klaus is like, oh, I thought it'd be like much funnier for you to find out yourself. (laughs) And um, yeah, and Marcel's like, is there anything I need to know? And Klaus says only that she's grown considerably more insane in the last century. Uh, Marcel's like, is was it her who killed all my guys? And Klaus is like, I don't know. Unless that biker bar is frequented by small town high school quarterbacks, I can't imagine she'd be interested. Wow, wow, a uh, y- you don't come for my boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcel gets a call. It's a tip about someone seeing a werewolf, and Marcel's like, cool. I'll get a couple night walkers to run it down. Bring me back its head. And Klaus is like, oh shit. <laughs> You guys guess that solves the mystery of the murdered riffraff. At least my sister's in the clear. And Marcel's like, about that. I don't have time for Michelson family drama. You're my guest. Keep my keep your sister in line. And Klaus is like, jeesh. Like, Marcel, you you know this family. Keep your sister in line. She, like, what, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> That's not going to go well. So then we have Haley. She's on a park bench. She's looking at her abortion tea. <laughs> and she's like, come on. Come on, old girl, like one upset stomach and all of this is over. And she like is about to drink it, but then she can't Um, like vampires attack her and she throws hot tea in their face. And then Rebecca kills the other two that are there. And she's like, that is no way to treat a pregnant lady. I do hate bad manners. And then she tosses the heart she ripped out of one of their chests on the ground. Hot. Yeah. (laughs) This is the alliance we need. I need Rebecca and Haley to just to just be buddies and to just to to throw shade at all of these dumb dumb boys. <laughs> As the H2O just Ed Water theme song would say, they're no ordinary girls. It's true. <laughs> so then at the Michaelsons, Klaus finds out about the dead bodies, the dead vampires, and he is so mad. And he's like, this is why I said don't leave the house. Like, this is- Werewolves are banned in the quarter. I had a plan and you fucked it up. Uh, and he's and Rebecca's like, like, whatever. She's going to like finish off the one that's still alive. And Klaus is like, stop it. You've done enough. 
like leaving a trail of bodies, like a roadmap to my door. And she's like, if I hadn't heard the slot bragging about werewolf heads, everyone here would be screwed. Don't give me crap about having a plan. You have all the time in the world to execute a plan and you haven't. And Klaus is like, excuse me, but I have a big plan. (laughs) And so he actually explains his whole deal, which is that First, he knew he needed a spy, like someone on the inside who like Marcel would never suspect. So he has made Josh his man because uh, like all of Marcel's um, vampires take Vervain, so Klaus can't compel them. So he had to get to someone who hadn't taken any yet. Which is um, interesting because um, our, our favorite smart vampire boys, the Salvatores, were in shock that Catherine was taking Vervain all those years ago. <laughs> but apparently other vampires realize oh we should just do that (laughs) um and not only does claus have josh he also has camille in his corner um like we see a flashback where he's like hey camille uh so marcel pretty cool and she's like no i mean he's charming sexy confident incredibly hot but he's a bad boy right like you. And right now, I only need good in my life. <laughs> and not someone who's... And then Klaus has tragically wounded and damaged by demons he can't escape. And Cammy's like, yeah, the damaged ones are not good. At least, not for me. And Klaus says, I understand. I do. But... And then she, he compels her and says, give him one chance. And then I need you to tell me where he goes and who he sees. So then... In the present day, Klaus grabs that vampire that's still alive and is like, this one, I'm going to drain of all the vervain, compel him to believe his mates found religion and moved to Utah so that he can explain <laughs> to Marcel why he lost three more vampires tonight. <laughs> so he then starts to pick on Haley and is like, hey, what were, you, what were you fucking doing in the quarter? And Rebecca stands up for her and is like, leave her be. And Haley goes, you want to know what I was doing? I was buying poison so I could put your little baby out of its misery. Yeah, girl, let him know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Klaus chokes the fuck out of her. <laughs> and Rebecca has to save her. And is like, she's pregnant. Jesus. All of this bullshit from you about not wanting this child. And then the second she tells you she's ready to get rid of it, you freak out. It is okay to care. It's okay to want something. That's all Elijah was trying to do. It's all he's ever wanted for you. All we've ever wanted. Um, good. To me, this is one of the best scenes in like the whole thing. Like this is good, mm-hmm. like yeah. um, Rebecca Klaus stuff. Me like. <laughs> Do you guys like? It was good to have them them all interact. You know, because again, this is the, the, we watched the, the the pilot, but like this is the episode that's like a full episode with new scenes and new dynamics, and everyone's out and about. Yeah, and people are threatening Cammy, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is where Klaus admits it. He gave Elijah to Marcel. He sensed that Marcel was nervous. You know, one original in town is a lot, but two, um, he's like his crew was getting antsy. He wanted Elijah gone, so he gave him Elijah as a peace offering. He's like, look, Rebecca's not amused. And Klaus is like, no, 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 don't worry. I have a plan. Like, I'm going to gain Marcel's trust, dismantle his empire, honor Elijah's wish that the baby be born. I'm executing the plan the only way I know how. If you don't like it, there's the door. Ah, poor Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) So then outside uh, on the back porch, we have a Haley and Rebecca scene and Haley thanks Rebecca for her help. And Rebecca says, us girls have to look out for each other. And I'm like, it's just you guys. You can say you're mermaids. Uh, So Haley's like, what is it with you two? You say you hate him, but the way you deal with him, it's so clear. 
you still love him. And Rebecca explains, like, I don't know, when you spend a thousand years with someone, deciding to quit them is like losing a part of yourself. But sometimes the hate is really powerful. Emil wasn't the only boyfriend of mine that Klaus killed. He did it again and again. And every time I found someone to care about, he just kept doing it until I stopped falling in love. He said he was protecting me from my mistakes, that no one was ever good enough for his little sister until one day someone was <laughs> in the 1830s in the in the fencing square. Marcel shows up soaked <laughs> and Rebecca says, how was the river? And he says, it was cool, dot, 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 sweet, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> um, Rebecca is like oh cool I'm horny so I should leave and uh, Marcel's not having it he backs her up against a wall they make out Rebecca is into it but then she shoves him off of her and is like my brother will kill you and Marcel says then I'll die smiling <laughs> I've noted this before kind of and like I, I just love that Marcel being like the greatest love of all for Rebecca like it, it, it fills in so many blanks, and no, again, no offense to Stefan, but like it fills in so many blanks with regards to that too. Again, for both Rebecca and Klaus, and it's just like, yes, this is this is the guy. Like this makes so much sense. He is like the missing piece of the whole story, really. And it's interesting that like. Not to keep harping on incest, but like that he had to be like a member of the family. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Like, Rebecca, honey, something's going on there. Klaus had to literally raise him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so he's kind of her nephew. Uh. Keep it in the family, baby. <laughs> oh, God. So then they start making out again, but then Klaus shows up and, like, pulls Marcel off of her. And he's like, didn't I warn you? And so Rebecca, like, begs for his life and is like, please, like, you protected him. You raised him. Like, he's not like any of the others. Like, you can't kill him. And Klaus, like, you know, can't. He's like, you're right. I can't. But you know what he can do? Dagger Rebecca. And he says, you, dear sister, need a lesson in what you can and cannot take from me. And Marcel watches as Rebecca, like, you know, wilts and dies. And it's really upsetting. What you can and cannot take from me. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. Again, like, Klaus is awful. <laughs> What a bad dude. So then in the present, <laughs> Haley is like, look what I found. Uh, and she calls the silver daggers a couple of antique steak knives. <laughs> uh, so she hands them over and is like, she says, I found them under your coffin. If this is all that's stopping you from getting Elijah back, here you go. And then Rebecca smiles and it's nice. <laughs> when Rebecca smiles, <laughs> it, it takes me miles. <laughs> That is true. Uh, so then at the pub, uh, Marcel and Cammy have their date. And uh, I guess like Marcel cleared out the bar and sent everyone home and is like kind of hosting her himself. And she's like, oh, wow, extra points for flair. I have a question because it seems like, okay, so we compelled them. But like, I is the Russo, is Rousseau's not the Devereaux's um, bar? They're in, there's, we're at Rousseau's sometimes, but the other times we're at this other pub, I think. But no, isn't, is this, isn't this Rousseau's? I think this is the other pub. Oh, this is the other pub? Because I'm like, yeah. Rousseau's is owned by the Devereaux, correct? Yes. Yeah. At okay. least to my knowledge. Yes. You would think it'd be called Devereaux, but no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's 
So then Marcel is like, cool, the night's just started. What made you decide to come? And Cammy says, well, I guess everyone deserves a chance. Rebecca comes in, ruins the date. <laughs> um, and she also fucking like sees sees Cammy and goes, see, you, have a, you still have a thing for blondes. And then she grabs Marcel by the neck and zoops him across the room and shoves him into the wall. And Cammy's like, what the fuck? Cammy's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Rebecca's like, tell me where Elijah is or I will kill you. And Marcel's like, no, you won't. And again, I'm just like, Cammy, be bigger. Maybe this would be better if you were bigger. <laughs> camp, camp, camp. Again, yeah, it is like, it's an oddly muted reaction to vampire violence. <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I I didn't have an issue with her reaction. I feel like I would have that reaction. Just like completely go in. But Jill, how do you think you would be as um, a lead character in the originals if you were as you? I'd be boring as shit. <laughs> be my favorite. <laughs> Clown on Klaus. <laughs> Um, but, like, also, no pressure. Like, if you like Cammy, that's allowed. See, it, seriously, let us, if no, if you actually like these characters and what they're doing, let us know. We need, be honest, Jill. Don't lie to us. We're only Don't two episodes in. I have no opinion yet. <laughs> they're just, still so new. Again, because this is the only real episode with these characters. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm sure by next episode I'll have more. <laughs> Fair. Um, the scene ends with Marcel like agreeing to sh- to be so he's like Rebecca fine I'll show you where Elijah is he compels Cammy and is like forget all of this just know that like I'll make things up to you and I'll come find you we then go to Davina's room <laughs> um Rebecca can't come in uh her little to the little attic uh and she can see but she can see Elijah's coffin and she's like invite me in um and Davina shows up uh and Marcel calls her the lady of the house and uh she invites Rebecca in and Rebecca's like great awesome comes in tries to undagger Elijah but then the dagger slides back into him magically and Davina's like I wouldn't do that uh so Rebecca's like who the hell are you and Davina says Davina <laughs> <laughs> right. Again, I think it is it does boil down to the actresses because like I like the story of like after you know you have Klaus as um Marcel's father figure, Marcel is Davina's father figure, it seems. And I, I, I like I think yeah. it is a good story what the show tells with them overall. I, I, I really do. But <laughs> performance is the issue here. And I'm sorry, Danielle Campbell. I'm like, you haven't done anything wrong here. But it's also like, it feels like it's trying to be like a sexy baby thing with her. I don't even know if it's trying to or if that's just her vibe. I don't even think the show is trying for that. Yes, I do think that is an an issue. And I am, I do feel just weird. Like, I feel weird. She does have sexy baby vibes. And I, um, I, let's. With Whedon, it would be the intent. I don't think it's the intent here. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's just what comes across. Yeah, because like, because it's the CW and because she, like, has to be pretty and cute and all of this stuff, like, it, we veer into sexy baby territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> 
Davina uh, recognizes that Rebecca is an old one. And Marcel's like, yeah, an original, which means she can't be killed. And Tavina's like, she doesn't seem very nice. And Marcel says, she can be, but she hasn't been very nice to me tonight. And Tavina goes, then I'm afraid it's time for you to leave. And then she like magics Rebecca across the room, slamming her through doors and stuff. And uh, ouch. (laughs) So then in a flashback, Rebecca wakes up. Uh, her hair is still in like her 1830s style. Like she has been undaggered from when we last saw her daggered. She sits up. Klaus is there and he's like, About time. I got bored waiting for you, but I did so want to see your face. And it is indeed priceless. Rebecca's like, You are a bastard. What day is it? And Klaus says, Sunday. And she's like, Fuck, I've been under a whole week. What have you done to Marcel? And he says, it's 1887, Rebecca. You've been daggered for 52 years. He's such a bitch. What an asshole. <laughs> what an asshole. So, like, Klaus is like, also, don't worry about Marcel. I gave him a choice. He could choose to undagger you and live out the rest of his human days with you. Or I could turn him instead, as he's always wanted, in exchange for giving you up. How much is that, like, obviously BS, as though, like, Rebecca couldn't turn Marcel? <laughs> yeah, it's – but, but I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, she could have. Yeah, but uh, Klaus would have been a little bitch about it. But, yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Marcel comes in and, like, looks at Rebecca, you know, unmoved, and it is sad. And it's not what they deserve. <laughs> so then in the present day, Rebecca wakes up on the same bed, but now Marcel is standing at the end of it. And uh, she's like, wait, where am I? How did I get there? And Marcel says, you upset Davina. I'm glad you guys finally got to meet. Now you know what you're dealing with. And Rebecca's like, wait, is this my old room? And Marcel says, it's mine now. Just like this town is mine, Davina's mine, and Elijah is mine until I feel like giving him back. What was once yours, what was once your brother's, is now mine. And he says, and don't ever touch Cammy again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I wrote specifically in my notes for the don't ever touch Cammy again. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Her? Um, oh, Cammy's in this? Oh, Cammy's in this? <laughs> so then uh, in Haley's room, Klaus watches her sleep for a bit. He then like finds- fucking weirdo he is. Yeah. <laughs> Simping ass bitch. He finds and sniffs the wolfsbane because he has not been weird enough. At least he didn't sniff her hair. <laughs> At least. So Haley's like, I didn't use it. I also could barely sleep because this house is like a sauna. And Klaus says, what stopped you? You could have been free of all of this, of me. And she says, yeah, but when I was fighting those vampires, I realized I wasn't just protecting myself. Maybe it's about my birth parents giving me up and my adopted parents kicking me out. But all I know is push come to shove. I realized I wouldn't let anyone hurt it. And this is where Klaus is kind of like, we're not so different, you and I. (laughs) Because we're both (laughs) cast-offs who've learned to fight when we're backed into a corner. (laughs) He literally says – we're not so different, you and I, which up there with, you know, this. I know I'm a cliche, but like, <laughs> let's, this is hacky writing that we know these people are, we know these people are capable of much more than this writing. Fair, but I, I'm in the Brian Grubb school of just loving when anyone says we're not so different, <laughs> you and I, because it makes me laugh. That's also an ironic love of that. And that's, we're not trying for an ironic love of this show here. Hey, hey, ironic love matters uh so <laughs> is that what macklemore was talking about yeah <laughs> um so anyways klaus is like you know says you know we're we're very similar and Haley's like yeah well we're backed into a corner now and klaus is like that we are and it is time to fight Haley asks him like 
you guys used to be close with Marcel. What happened? And Klaus explains like all of the Marcel stuff, which we've, you know, seen in these past two episodes. But he says, you know, we all thought he was dead. We all mourned him. And yet I came back and found out not only he survived, but he thrived. And instead of seeking us out, instead of sticking together like a family, he made a choice to take everything we had built and make it his own. Now he's living in our home, sleeping in our beds. That M he stamps everywhere, it's not for Marcel. It's for Michaelson. But, but also, Klaus didn't seek him out. Klaus, with Mr. I have people everywhere or whatever, he didn't like follow up to see what's happening in New Orleans, their old home. Especially once Michael was dead. Like, dude, you didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. And you're the dad. <laughs> uh, so uh, then... Uh, Klaus goes downstairs and runs into Rebecca and uh, Rebecca's like, you're right. Cammy's the key. Marcel likes her. Because of that, I got to see a secret weapon that you've been going on about. And Klaus is like, okay, what is it? And she says, it's not a what, it's a who, a girl, Davina. She can't be more than 16 and I've never seen power like that. And Rebecca explains she's not a, just a witch. She's something that she's never seen before, something beyond powerful. And now because of you, she has Elijah and who knows what she could do to him. Then when Klaus is like, where is she? Rebecca's like, Fuck, that clever bitch. I don't know. She wiped <laughs> my memory of her location. Prank Sinatra over here. Is <laughs> Marcel is a weapon bigger and more powerful than an original, and you handed our brother to him. How many times will Elijah forgive you? How long until his hope for your redemption finally dies? And Klaus is like, well, I did what I had to do because Marcel took our home. Because again, everything is someone else's fault and never his. And <laughs> Rebecca says, and our home is worthless without family. I'm finding Elijah, whatever it takes. Are you going to help me? Because I imagine just Marcel, like, he, so he lived. They were gone. He probably imagined that they died, that Michael killed them because they were running from Michael. And so he's like, I guess I will just rebuild our home. Because that's what Klaus and them would want me to do. Mm -hmm. And then he probably heard w that they're still alive and didn't come looking for him. And that's when he's like, I'm the king. And he, he, because I'm pretty sure he just probably wanted to just keep low, keep their home, and like not fuck with anything. Yeah. And then upon knowing that Klaus was everyone was alive, he's like, well, fuck that. Now, Latoya, do you know, do we ever get like an explanation? Like, yeah, we get more context. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I, I yeah. cannot remember if we did. Yeah. I think we actually even get a flashback to like what happened. Like, Went with the running and everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, our final scene is uh, Davida and Marcel, and they say a bunch of cryptic shit to each other. Uh, but most importantly, it ends with Marcel being like, I need to ask you a favor. I'm going to need you to figure out how we kill an original. So, yikes. If only it was like, just go to Mystic Falls and ask him a question. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait. Cause, no, because then they would become like the big bad. <laughs> season five like oh you want to know how to kill original but we can't let you kill klaus because can't do a genocide because the genocide would affect marcel so he's gonna have to uh, to learn he won't like that <laughs> he's not gonna like that at all because <laughs> that's the thing i guess if you're a new viewer you don't know that part they haven't because they haven't told you that part yet so yeah. it's like oh yeah cool but then then you have to learn mm -hmm. nope can't do shit <sighs> michaelson's are tricky that way um <laughs> jill is yes. it time for you to rank some corrects? Sorry, it's going to be boring. <laughs> what? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I have three. <laughs> okay. Well, you have three? You only have three? You can't even, like, sneak some people in? 
Who would I sneak in? I don't know. And are the only like originals? <laughs> Number three. Yeah. Is Rebecca. Yeah, okay. baby. Yeah. Number two is Elijah. Yeah, baby. Oh. And number one is the king himself. Yes. <laughs> Marcel, Marcel, number one. No one else deserves a ranking yet. <laughs> I I don't disagree. I think you did great. <laughs> Thank you. So now it's time for crushes. Cru- 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 crushes. crushes. Pew, pew, pew. You guys, who who has crushes? Who, who who knows what they're gonna pick? I wrote mine. I know down. what I'm gonna pick. Who do you know what you're gonna pick, Jill? Yep. Mm-hmm. Morgan? Yep. Okay. One, two, two three. Rebe- Marcel and Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is yours, Jill? Elijah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean King. King absolutely. I thought we were all just gonna say Marcel. <laughs> yeah. Mine's actually Elijah for the first one and Rebecca in the second. I mean, Sorry, I guess Marcel. it's simply fair considering Marcel's barely a character in the first. Elijah yeah. and Marcel and Rebecca, they all make sense. Sorry, Klaus. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> Will Klaus ever be my crush? I, I think so. If, if I can, if in season four, I can have Klaus as a crush. That's you true. You can eventually have Klaus as a crush in the originals. I, let's see. Who will, people who will eventually be my crush? Let's see. Uh, Davina? No. Uh, Cole in flashbacks. Uh, no, I think I feel like of the new characters. Josh will maybe eventually, uh, Josh maybe Thierry actually. Hats, really? Yeah, the hat guy. He's not. He's not unattractive. I totally agree. I like Thierry's arc. I will just say, um, Sabine definitely. Sabine for sure. <laughs> maybe even Agnes. Honestly, Haley. Yeah, eventually Haley will finally be a crush again <laughs> when she gains a skosh of agency. I just like go through them. Never Cammy. <laughs> never Sophie. Never Tavina. Elijah obviously will be a crush. Like, oh, yeah, baby. Rebecca, yeah, of course. Pirate Finn. <laughs> I'm trying to think if, he, if he's even in flashbacks. <laughs> but I don't know. We have a fun road ahead of us. It's going to be interesting to get into this with you guys. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm excited for my crushes come season two. Because mm. there are some crush worthy people in season two, baby. Winky, winky. Is um Deep Voice gonna be a crush? No, no. I hate him. Okay, <laughs> again, Jill, you might like him. We oh, simply no. don't know. <laughs> My hatred for him is much less, but I will say that I don't vibe with him. Uh, he does not pass a vibe check for me. <laughs> but um, that is it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Should we do plugs real quick? No. I mean, I don't want to plug myself, but you guys can plug whatever you want. Uh, you can follow me at Lorgan Mudich uh, on Twitter. Um, you can follow the podcast. Uh, just search the Empire Diaries pod, and I think you'll find us on uh, – we have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. If you Google search it, make sure to do it in quotes or yeah. Bing search it in quotes because, again, they'll be like, do you mean the Vampire Diaries? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a TikTok. So uh, join us. Follow us. The podcast is terrible for SEO. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Jill Bobaggins with two I's instead of two L's. Hell yeah. Um, Yay. Until next time, babies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> You've got just one egg. 
You're not going to make an omelet flying just one way. You're not going to make a jet set, sister, brother, wherefore art thou? No need for bunk beds in my bedroom now. Oh, damn you, dads. Why did you settle for only me? I'm an only child.